Blog Talk Radio. Use the 
heaven What else in hell Can you get an open line to heaven At 11-11 Emerge at the other end Of those meditation portals And elevated walk tools Even some abort tools Any questions, comments or concerns Press 1 To everyone else Thanks for attending another session I'm pleased to teach but it's an honor to learn Certainly Courtesy of KTL University Oh please don't be frightened I'm terribly sorry about this You are Peace, family. Peace, peace, peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue, very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Welcome back to another episode of Know the Ledge Radio. All right, we have a big tent presentation for you tonight, Tayson. It's a big tent presentation. All right? KT, the arts degree will be in the building, all right, along with his assembled Avengers to bring to you Avengers Decoded. All right? Hollywood Decoded has returned to KTL Radio to Blockbuster Friday night. All right, we welcome you back. This show has been um, heavily anticipated you feel me? So I can't wait to get it underway. But before we do that, we want to get some things out of the way. Alright, so I'm just waiting on my um my co-host and waiting for the screen to refresh and everything. So get yourselves comfortable. Please do. We are going to be here all night. Alright? Who else would you rather be? You dig? So... Please take the time, uh, if necessary, share the post on your Facebook, you know, tweet it, right, share it on the gram, on your IG, whatever you need to do to get the word out, let the people know we are here for the Blockbuster Friday Night Hollywood Decoded Avengers Edition. All right. All right, all right. Get his computer a second. I'm working on opening the chat room too, y'all. Just, just give me a sec here. See, boom. Button open this up. Shout out to my B More family, first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go any bit further without letting that be known. My be more family that's out there, I'm going to open up the lines as well in the Q&A segment. I do understand that we have some family that need to call in and share with us what's taking place in the town because, of course, you know, it's not being reported. I want to send my condolences out. I was informed that we have family members, you know, family members right here from Nodalaz University, you know what I'm saying, who have lost loved ones, all right? Those stories are not being reported. They're being underreported. So we want to send 
love and light and our condolences, all right, to our resident KTL University members who have lost family members as a result of the aftermath of the uh, what they call the Baltimore uprising, okay? Do not think that the killing has stopped with Freddie Gray. There are body counts out there that are very high. We're talking about several, several dozen, okay, that are not being reported. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, we're going to get to that. I'm not going to start shooting at the lip, you know, but we're definitely going to touch on some more of the nefarious elements that are taking place in regards to the um, the controlled stream of information that they're letting out, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like trying to run an ocean through a faucet. You feel me? All of those directed streams of information are very controlled and they're very minimal. They don't represent the totality of the story that was taking place out in more. Do not be fooled. Do not be thrown off by, you know, indictments and things of that nature. What about what's taking place right now with the police? What about what's taking place with all of these new bodies they just caught? So, we are going to deal with, you know, everything um, that time gives us the, uh, you know, everything that uh, time allows us to deal with, it's going to be dealt with tonight. All right? And you already know the drill. My computer could be acting good all day. The minute the show starts, here we go. I'm going to outwit them. Use two computers on them right now. Turn the subject joint on. Okay. And let me uh, give a salute. Shout out to the family that joined us as well. This past Tuesday, Tuesday night show, It Takes a Nation with our brother Wesley Muhammad. Okay. If you missed that show, you might want to check the archives. Our brother came forward with some very uh, some vital information, very poignant, vital information in real time. You dig? So check that show out. Shout out to Wesley. Shout out to all other brothers from the Nation of Islam on the front line, not only in B-more, but around the country, around the globe for that matter. Okay. Wanna get a shout out, love and light. Um let me do this though. Like I said, I'm gonna open up the chat. I got this board up working right now. I'm gonna open up the chat. Chat room is on its way to being open. I'm gonna open up K to the Arch Degrees line. All right. My brother, brother from the 404-492, I'm about to fly your line open any second now, so be prepared. You dig? Yo, yo. Peace. Peace, brother. You. What's up, Blue? Peace, my brother. How are you? Man, 
man. I'm on top of the world, brother. That's what I like to I'm hear. On top of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what those it's all are, about, man. Are, hey, that's what it's all about. My sentiments exactly. You feel me? Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? What's going on with yeah, you? Oh, um <laughs> I'm here, you know. I'm doing the knowledge. I had a very uh eventful week, you know what I'm saying, and I'm still synthesizing the information, the experiences, the images, uh, you know, the energies, everything that I've been through. On Monday night, you know, I um was a a wake at a funeral home at West Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying, where I was the place that we call our home where we was bred. And it erupted into a uh uh, an assassination, a massacre, you know, a gun shower. Fifty five shells were recovered. The shootout that erupted and um you know, two people that I grew up with ended up dead, one of them forty year old, other one a forty four year old. Four other people ended up shot, you know and it, it was just pandemonium and it it changed the entire narrative of the moment, you know what I'm saying, because all throughout that day I was Perplexed by what was taking place in Baltimore, I was glued to the computer screen, and I was fielding all of these phone calls from people that were talking about the Gestapo and the Gestapo tactics of the police, and what are we going to do? And you know, we are uh, talking about strategy. You know, and we were going through right. uh, all of these different um, phenomena surrounding that particular incident and to go to this to go to this wake to, to bid farewell to a friend who died peacefully in his in his sleep. He, he had a heart attack but he died in his sleep. You know what I'm saying? And for that particular uh situation to end so violently, you know there were so many people to be injured and traumatized. You know, the only casualties are not the people that were laying on the floor and the only people that were hurt are not the people that got shot. But I saw five, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds traumatized. You know, there was little girls there, little boys, you know. There was people's nanas there. A woman had a heart attack in front of me, you know, and I had to help her in real time. I'm not um, EMS certified or none of that. And I had to do it in real time, just like I had to do when I was with Madden Butterfly, when I had to become an exorcist in real time because goddamn spirit jumped to her when she was doing an exorcism on somebody else. So that you're not even trained for, for but you just got to be that, you know what I'm saying? And that's what life is, and that's what this whole aspect of being an Avenger is. You just got to be that, you know, these superpowers in you. You know, they just have to come to the yeah. Now you write on the under, one. It's, it's normally it's under situations of of pressure. You know what I'm saying? And, and pressure Extreme brings the stress. best out of us. That's it. You know. You see what you see what pressure so, does to coal. Turns it into a diamond. So. Yeah, man. You know, I, I walked out of that that church and I saw my 
my, my one of my lifelong friends, a brother that's responsible for a lot of this narrative, you know, I can't get into everything that he's responsible for. I'm going to write it out and, and eulogize him properly. But when the first year of my high school, I went to New York High School was in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. This was a year, this was the, Yusef Hawkins died in the summertime in Bensonhurst. Okay, family, you can Google Yusef Hawkins. This is the brother who Spike Lee made do the right thing about. You know, he was chased down by a mob of um, Italian teenagers and killed. And this created a race riot. This is where Sharpton actually cut his teeth after Tawana Brawley. This was the rise of Sharpton. This was the rise of, you know, uh, race, um, you know, uh, unhealthy race relationships in the city. And we had to go to New Utrecht. And we banded together. It was groups of us, you know what I'm saying? And we went to this school, and his brother Sharif was, you know, he was, uh, you know, he's one of the toughest dudes out of that band because he was a leader in the streets prior to that. You know, he was a man child in his own situation. And I seen this brother knock out an Italian dude two times his size, and then the Italian dude's father came up, and he was a mobster. He jumped out of his Cadillac with his slick, you know, his head slicked back with his Sergio Cassini suit on. He had a bat in his hand, and he ran up on Sharif, and Sharif knocked him out. From that point on, okay, I was never scared of the boogeyman again. From that point on, you know what I'm saying, this whole aspect of us looking at one another as superheroes, like, oh, shit. It's like Spider-Man knocking yes, the Hulk out. There you go. <laughs> and, and that released us from any fear that we had ever had because we knew that he bled just like us. So this looming character over people's mind, they think this dude is the boogeyman, you know what I'm saying? All of that was dismissed, you know, thanks to this brother and his demonstration. And he just unleashed, you know, a, a, a wave of, you know, terror on the adversary after that because people just started picking him off. And those people at that school had to give us our respect because we was plucking them out, you know. So, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a old head in the young body, okay. So I was there for all of that. That was my first year of high school. So I'm thankful. And that brother did so much more other than that, you know what I'm saying, outside of that demonstration. But he was instrumental. And it's the brother that when I came outside of the church, I witnessed his brother lying on his back in the gutter on a cold Brooklyn street in Flappers, Brooklyn, and the cop is over him, pumping his chest. And his brother who gave us so much life, the last moments of his life and the last breath is being administered by the very force, by the very representative of the very force that a few hours earlier, I'm like, yo, fuck them. Like, I... I you know, they're getting all of my anger. They're getting all of my energy. You know what I'm saying? And now here, my man's life is in their hands. And we can't do nothing about it. So, you know, like I said, it, it was just a week of parallels and dichotomies. And then Wednesday, I went down to do press coverage of the rally here, the New York City rally for Freddie Gray in, in honor and um, support of the Baltimore Uprising, and that rally also erupted into a fracas 
after the NYPD, the Gestapo, right? Please reference last Friday's show with Sister Anna E. when we talked about Ferguson, Inc. and the municipality in Rome and, and these corporations and these slave catchers who are not police, you know what I'm saying? They are security officers. They are security uh, agents, you know what I'm saying? And um, so now they have new policy based on a new code and an ordinance that was enacted after the last dude came from Baltimore to New York and executed the two police in December, or two cops for that matter, or, or you know, I'm not going to even get all derogatory, but let's just leave it at that. So they enacted new ordinances and new codes, and now they're telling protesters, you can't protest in the street, and they said that you can't block street traffic. So in essence, you can't protest on the sidewalk either. So they're taking away their basic liberty to have free expression, free assembly, and protest. And there was thousands of people out there. So the minute that they spilled over into the street, you know what I'm saying, the Gestapo forces cracked down on people that were in the street. I, as a member of press, were covering this this fracas, and I go to get pictures and what have you. Six or seven of them jump on me. I ended up in the book. You know what I'm saying? I was, you know, the minute that I came up from under the uh, the... the the phalanx of, of, of all of these officers or these cops or whatever we want to call them, I look to my left, and the cop on my left, I look on his lapel, I see the number 44, I knew that I was in charge. You know what I'm saying? So I already knew that I was there for a spiritual journey. I knew that I was there to see something that was going to open up my eyes and enlighten me. And, um, you know, that journey was intense. And that lesson was deep, you know what I'm saying? And I've shared it in a blog that I wrote on streetknowledge.nyc. You know, people can go and check it out. I'll drop the link in the chat room. I can't get into all of it right here right now because, you know, you brothers came forward to do what it is that you do. But I would implore the family to check it out. It's a deep narrative. It's it's, it's uh, very much on point with what's going on right now. Um, not only in the outer communities, but directly, you know, in our community, you know what I'm saying? And what does change look like and how has it come about? You know I mean? Who are these people in our community that are fronting like they're Avengers but don't have no assembly amongst them? You know what I'm saying? So uh, I definitely would implore the family to, uh, you know, dig into that, into that piece that I wrote. Streetknowledge.nyc is where you can find it at. And I'll also drop it in the link. And it's on the Know the Ledge TV page on Facebook. And it's on my personal page on FB as well. Okay? Boy. Heavy, heavy weight, brother. Heavy, heavy weight. Yes, brother. That's this this 44 so thing is serious, man. I'm. Hollywood, Hollywood's foundation is based upon our true stories, what we live, what we do every day. And and you you just painted that picture, you know, so perfectly in regards to that. Like, that was no script, no makeup, no lights, you know, that was no casting involved. That was all straight your experience. 
and you know they they'll kill for a script like that. They'll kill the, the they'll they'll kill the replay that on the screen and, and make a dollar off of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're, even they're even in them doing that, I'm saying <laughs> even in them doing that, they 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 can't showcase that time of sh- that type of strength and power on the screen, you know, without CGI involved. You know, but that's right. It's amazing. And that's the life yeah, that we yeah. live. You know, with no CGI. Every day. You know, that is three D before D. Yeah. Forty four D. So, you know, this uh. Avenger narrative is very deep in regards to its resonance with the number 44. And I have been, um, you know, I don't want to dig into your presentation. I want to let you do what it is you do. Oh, yeah, don't worry. We we all we all going to put in. That's why I'm bringing, so I'm bringing the Avengers with me on this, you know, because I, I could definitely take the whole show, but... Listen, we got to put that energy out there. You know, we we need to come from the different corners and put this beam out, as you included. You know, before we even get into the narrative, let me go ahead and make an announcement because, you know, with everything that's going on, uh, we're we're recognizing, you know, not like we didn't before, but you know, there's an energy. There there's an ambient ambient force that is permeating throughout the world at this point. And here in our country, you know, as much as we haven't spoke up and got as gangsters, some other corners of the globe have gotten before, you know, that's for reason. Everything is for reason. It's all alchemy. And our time has, has arrived. And that's why we are seeing the, the particular things that are taking place right now. One thing we can't right. recognize is that institution is necessary. Culture mm-hmm. is necessary creativity and art is necessary even in war it's necessary because it reflects the psychology of the people and inspires the mind and it keeps everybody moving towards the particular end game that is inevitable now i say that to say that in atlanta you know in regards to the part that i'm able to play you know amongst the the different hats that i wear um, on the solstice this year. Now let's let me let me talk about the solstice. Now it's not just a day, you know. It's not just the longest day of the year. It's not just the first day of summer. It is a celestial event that occurs that all people, especially those that have uh, been influenced by uh, the melanin, are able to truly tap into the resources, the messages the light that permeates during that time, all right? This is June 21st. Now, on this day, ritualistically, what I'm going to give to the people, what Nota Ledge is going to be giving to the people, what my father and my mother and our whole family is going to be giving to the masses is right here in Atlanta on none other than the 44, Martin Luther King on the MLK on the west side, we are going to be opening the Tom Mary Temple. This location, we will be providing the services to the people in regards to culture, psychology, uh, creativity through dance and drumming. We're going to be providing art. We're going to be providing uh, the art of war, martial arts and defense. We're going to be providing a steady, um, consistent 
presentation of Hollywood Decoded that people can come and see. We're going to have film forums and screenings on documentaries. We're going to have the symposium where we're going to be bringing people in like like uh, Francis Cress Welsing, Dr. Uh, pardon me, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing and Dr. Umar Johnson and, and others. Um, this is something that has been in the works for some time. And it wouldn't make much sense telling the people what we're working on without it actually being set in stone. Now that everything is a go, you know, I'm able to tell the people what we have for them. But anybody in the Atlanta area, the southeast, or in the United States, or on this planet who wants to come to Atlanta, to MLK, and join us in this movement uh, that we're going to get started our grand opening celebration will be on June 21st uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, 2001, MLK. Um, and I'm 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 so I'm so happy. I'm so excited, and I'm so I don't even have the words for it. It's been something that I've been wanting to do for a long time: is to have a brick and mortar space location that we can call our own, that we can provide the people with a sanctuary. Because Tom Mary Temple is a nonprofit. It's a sanctuary. It's a place that people can actually come and feel the divine energies. And we can sit down. We can have our think tanks. We can sit down. We can create. We can storyboard. We can plan. We can create our gardens. Whatever it is, sky is the limit. But I'm just here to let everybody know that the moment has come, the time has arrived, and uh, there it is. Well, you know, we have to honor that with uh, our customary... There we go, there we go. Tom Mary Temple in Atlanta. You know, and and you know, it's you know, it's just time. It's just time, yo. I didn't I didn't been here uh, eighteen years now, yo. Eighteen. You know, I'm almost been here a whole generation now. And, um, you know, it's finally all coming together. You know, so I look forward to everybody in the Atlanta area and Georgia and anywhere else who's, you know, wants to check us out and see what we're doing. You know, we're definitely going to have further information as the time gets closer. There will be flyers. There will be PSAs. There will be interviews, you know, so people can become well-informed on exactly what we're doing. But um, I just wanted to put out an official announcement um, to the to the people to let them know what we've been working on and what's coming. No doubt, no doubt, brother. So we at the nine thirty mark. There Let's we go. go in. Yes, sir. I read the presentation. All right. Yes, sir. So thanks. Join. No less radio. Okay? That would be us. 
as we welcome back the latest installment of the Hollywood Decoded series, Avengers Age of Ultron Decoded, featuring our very own KT Arts degree. Just as the Avengers needed to assemble more Harus to join the fight, so has KT Arts degree in this presentation. He will be joined by Kripo the Naganesu Bitti and LO525 Star. These three master code breakers will apply their cosmic insight to this highly anticipated sequel, which is deeply drenched in occultism, cosmology, and psychology. This is in preparation for the online visual presentation on Sunday, May 3rd. Time is of the essence to become familiar with your powers. The plagiarism of our African culture is in high gear. However, through divine awareness of the film, or rather, celluloids, it can be used by the observers to empower themselves. Now is the time to mobilize like the Avengers. Minds will be open to dialogue about be more as well. Tune in for the bill. Bring your pad and your pen to the friends family because class is we present you KT the Arch degree. Peace, peace, yes sir, yes sir. Any of the um any of my fellow Avengers in the in the queue yet? Yes indeed. Our brother Cleco is in the building, call us from the five seven. Three four two. Hey. What's good, bro? There you go. What's the deal, brother? Yeah, I'm good, man. How sound? Um, sound like I got an echo. Uh, no, nah, no, nah, I don't hear one. All right. You good? You good? Hold on. Yeah, what's the first up? Uh, what's the area code our brother LL Star is going from? I can't get it to my text right now. Let me see. Hold on one second. you know, um, 
this is a this is a huge undertaking. This uh the film has it's so blatant, it's so much involved in this that yeah, I could definitely come on here and do it, but it wouldn't make much sense. Uh so in light of the film and the whole concept of because what they were driving home in the movie was, look, what has to be done can be done, but no one person can do it alone. It is something that we have to do together. So it wouldn't make much sense to be coming on here and doing this thing alone. I wanted to make sure that I had um, the other third eyes with me, you know? Absolutely. And these these brothers I have I have great respect for. Um, for they've inspired me, you know, to take it to the next level in regards to, you know, how I go about, you know, breaking the movies down and things of that nature. So, you know, it would only make sense that, um, you know, we do this thing as one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off just talking about some things in general. And brothers, whenever you want to, you know, you chime in and, and you make your points. We just gonna let this thing flow, you know, naturally. And you know we'll we'll get to that climax when it's time, of course. But right. um, what's so important about what what we're doing? You know what I mean? Because you know there's a lot of things going on, and you know what is the relevance? Is this another form of entertainment that we're providing to the people? I would have to tell you all of you, no, it is not. What we're doing right now is very important, vital. Um, it's magic. We we are we are showing the people, we are showing the masses, we're expressing to everyone the importance of our magic. Alright? Magic is not no um scary, spooky, illusionary concept. It is another way of saying high science. And the reason why I say it's important and it's high science, I want everyone to take a walk with me real quick and just think about a movie. Where did movies come from in the first place? All right. Now, if we look back in time, we think about Thomas Edison, we think about Alexander Graham Bell, but, but you really got to think about Louis Latimer and Graham Fuxi Woods. That's really who you need to keep in mind. Because at that time, we didn't have our game together really with the patent office, or rather, the patent office didn't have their game together in regards to acknowledging us. So, a lot of credit that we give to individuals in history in regards to the things that they did. You know, we really can't do that because we weren't there. But I'm going to ride with Lewis Latimer, and I'm going to ride with Granville T. Woods in regards to the people who are responsible for bringing the, the science of electricity into the new era. Now, even though we're thinking about Thomas Edison being the, the person who's responsible for electricity, what did he invest a lot of his time into after the light bulb and, and linking up the country? One of the main things he started focusing on was the motion picture. Now, why would somebody who's, who's, who has a position in, in creating the light bulb, bringing electricity to the world, would focus on creating a moving picture? sitting people in a room where they're going to watch a film. What was so important about that? Well, there was a certain understanding of the power of the visual because everywhere we go in antiquity, all of our people, we clearly see how important the sigils and the glyphs were. They say a picture's worth a thousand words. Well, if a film represents 24 frames per second and each frame representing a picture and a movie being 
two hours long, each minute holding 60 seconds, each minute holding all of those frames per second, then there's a lot of imagery being sent directly to your consciousness. The movie industry, Hollywood, is in place for a reason. They feel that they are giving a message and influencing the minds of people to move them in a certain direction. And to a degree, they are. But what Hollywood is not aware of is the fact that they play a vessel. And they are a vessel for a higher order to get a larger message, a more divine and cohesive message along. And what will drive that message home, what will make that message even more pure and stronger, is when we are able to be more aware of what we are looking at, what we are watching, so that we can influence ourselves. So I wanted to lay can, that down in can, the beginning. Can I, yes, please. Can I, can I add on to that about? Um, of course, of course. I, I wanna um I wanna read something about myths from um the world mythology because I think it applies to to what you're saying. Um, there's a section in in this book called The World Mythology. And it's called um, The Purpose of Myths. It says myths were originally created as entertaining stories with a, ser- a serious purpose. Their broad appeal has enabled them to survive for hundreds and sometimes thousands of years. The myth's serious purpose is either to explain the nature of the universe, creation and fertility myths, or to instruct members of the community and, and the attitudes and behavior necessary to function successfully in that particular culture. Hero myths and ethics. So... You know, yeah. when Hollywood is 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 uh, threading these myths through, it's for a purpose. So I know every time we do these shows, we get the same naive responses from from some people who are like, "Do you mean to tell me that that they they thought of all that?" You know, so. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we get the do. same response. They're not. Time, so. They're not. They're not spending two hundred and fifty million dollars and employing a whole city. I don't, I don't think people recognize that after the movie's done, see, our people, we leave. As soon as the movie's done, we out. We rolling. You know what I'm saying? If you look at them Caucasians, uh, them Asians, them Indians, they sit in there all the way to the end. This is before the post credit scenes. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Check the credits. These credits take five to ten minutes sometimes to roll with, with, with the font being like an eight. And the whole screen being full, we're talking a whole city of people involved in a production. These are all these people's minds, consciousness, energy, time involved in it. That means something. That's more than just trying to get you to uh, cry or laugh or have a shocked expression when a bomb goes off. It's for a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit more. Indeed. I'd go as far as to say that, you know, when you look at those credits, you said, you know, it's a, an entire city of people being being employed, you know. In, in another exactly. sense, it's, it's its own economy. You see an entire yes. economy taking place. In one film. About millions, yes, millions of dollars being invested into this one project with uh, one of the goals, just one of those, being to, you know, reap massive rewards. I mean, if we recall the uh, 
the previous Avengers movie in 2012, which was uh, aptly timed, I must say. Um, that broke the, the what the billion dollar uh, uh, billion dollar yep. sales within yep. what was in, it like a week? Time, a week? It, it was nine. It was 19 days, which was just beaten by Fast Seven, which did it in 17 days. Right. Very nice. But if I may do the mathematics on something you said a moment ago, uh, Brother KT, you said it was 24 frames per second. That's what it was. That, that's what it was. Some of them do 48. Some of them do 60. Like James Cameron is doing the 48 for the for the Avatar. And I know when mm-hmm. they did like the Quicksilver scene in X Men, I forget how many frames a second that was to capture him. You know, moving like you know how he was with everything in slow yeah. motion. But the standard was always 24 frames, like in animation when we watched, you know, Wally Coyote and Bugs Bunny in them. Mm-hmm. As I yeah. drive here, I did the math in my head. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, plus out your calculators. But you said it was 24 frames per second times 60 per second. That's 144,000 frames per minute. If I'm there not you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There it is. There it is. Hey, what about that? Get to 44 every minute. Yep. That's it. That's it, brother. You know, now when we talk about when we talk about the whole concept of the movie, like remember, we're talking about a light uh, being projected by a projector on a silver screen in which everybody observes. The name of this film was called Celluloid. All right, this celluloid was created um, through camphor. Um, uh, they called it a silver nitrate, um, as well as uh, resin, gum resin. So we're talking about the film is actually an organic substance. It, it wasn't synthetic. That's why they called it the silver screen. You know, silver screen, just like the world of dreams or just like the ocean, when you're talking about spirituality, it is a mirror, reflective device, like that scene in Matrix when Neo was looking at the mirror and he touched it and it was like glue. That's what they're saying the movie screen is. And if the light is being projected through an organic material, a live organic material, plant matter, you know, to be more specific, um, to convey a particular message to you, then you are part of a ritual that's being played. There is a dimensional portal being opened, and you are walking through it in order to be part of another reality. Indeed. Indeed, if I may add, you know, what you said before about people doubting the seriousness of what it is we do, you know, one of the ways I would shut it down, I remember when I was doing my uh, video thesis project, you know, uh, y'all aware of Black Sphere Project, you know, one right. of the questions I would get is, you know, you know, I doubt the people who created these cartoons and comic books really thought about it that deep. They're thinking too hard into it. Nobody right. really, uh, you yeah, know, that's exactly what these saying. movies, these deep and all of that. And yeah. I would shut it down by saying, well, you know, what do they call the Academy at the Oscars? You know, they call it the Academy, but when you stretch right. out the whole name, unless I'm mistaken, it's called the Motion Picture Academy of Arts and 
sciences. Science. So these aren't people who are just, you know, who have nothing better to do than just, you know, hire these actors, pay them an exorbitant amount of fees to, to do these things. They're, they're telling stories. This is why I call it modern mythology. So I'm glad Brother Pico, you know, brought up the uh, the purpose of myths, which, again, are to convey certain things, you know, and these myths are are constructed in a way so that the information will be preserved. Right. You know, and this is from, you know, uh, so-called ancient Greece, the Kemet, even to stories in the Bible. They encode mathematics. They encode astrology. They encode so many things that if they were given directly, would have been destroyed with various invasions and wars and the like. So the myths are just as important, sometimes more important, than the actual documented uh, official account of history. Yes. That's it. That's it. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. So, you know, we we we're talking about we're talking about the Avengers, you know, in in this particular installment and you know, why why did the Avengers do so well? You know, it was like the first of its kind in regard to it being like, you know, an ensemble cast, you know, of that caliber. You know, they, they Marvel's been playing a game. They they went they got to eight not eight, yeah, they got to eight billion dollars in six years. You know what I mean? They started off with Iron Man in two thousand and eight. You know, the whole Marvel the whole Marvel institution actually sits on the shoulders of Wesley Snipes. You know, if we want to get technical, you know, right before the millennium hit, you know, he brought us Blade, which was a, you know, we don't even have to break that one down. It was up in the pyramid and the temples and all that, Daywalker. You know, he dropped all that down. Blade, Heru, because Falcon means Blade. <laughs> Falcon means sickle. You know what I'm saying? So they they went right in with that one. They didn't, they didn't pulled no punches. And through the success of that particular movie, got their minds percolating on, okay, let's start moving in a more forward direction. Now, that was 1998. It's no coincidence that exactly one decade later after Blade comes out, they release Iron Man, you know, where Iron Man is representing the energy of, uh, well, uh, I know Clico's going to go, can go more in detail in regards to the conflicting nature of the Heyru and set with inside himself, but him also being, a representation of the Ogun energy, Ogun being the energy of iron, not just iron itself, but the essence of what iron stands for, you know. So that that, that directly correlates to Blade 10 years prior. You know, it was a divine uh, plan being played out. So six years, you know, of them grinding movie after movie ended up getting them $8 billion. You know, so that's that's crazy success right there. You know, so now here we are um, with the Avengers Age of Ultron, okay, Age of Ultron. What makes Ultron so powerful? Ah, now, I'm, I'm having a field day breaking this movie down. Um, you know, the first conclusion I came to was Ultron is Oranos, you know, uh, Cosmophysics, you know, Ra'aku. You know, big shout out to him. He's the one that really schooled me on on the name. You know, the enunciation of that that that's what it was called, or Anos. You know, as opposed to Uranus or Uranus. But this is who Ultron is representing. They're talking about the age of Aquarius, the age of 
humanity of everybody being the master of the knowledge of the science of the Akashic records, the waters. So before I get into going real deep into Ultron himself, um, I feel we should do the audience justice and kind of give them a quick a uh, rundown of the characters that make up the Avengers because each one of these individuals that make up the Avengers all represent particular deities. So um, I don't know who might want to go ahead and take the first shot, but we got everybody from Iron Man to Thor to Hulk, Black Widow, Captain America. Now we got Silver Scarlet Witch in there. You know, all these different characters play a role. Hawkeye, Nick Fury. Who are these people? Who do they represent? And why is it so important to you and I and our people? Sour mythology, first of all. Just just pluck a name out and we just, all of us just chime in on, on the person. I mean... Yeah, let's start with Iron Man. He's the star, ain't he? Yep. Mm. Well, most of the iterations I, of his, uh, I'm sorry, you can go first. Go ahead. All right. Um, most of the iterations of Iron Man's armor, to my knowledge, have been red and gold. During my research, I found that that represents the... Um, uh, I'm trying to remember, the Bennu bird, which comes later on in history as the phoenix. The Bennu bird, in some, in some tracks, were known as, was known as the heart of Osar, which was also red and gold. Of course, you also have the, the Mars energy. You know, you have the, uh, even in the modern sense, the character of Tony Stark, you know, based on my own research, was a combination of um, the aviator uh, Howard Hughes and Nikola Tesla. You know, this is why a lot of the technology you see, you know, is very reminiscent of, you know, like Tesla coils and, you know, some of his technology. Yeah, for me, um, like, you know, this movie, it really confirms everything that we laid out for the first movie. And um, that's one of the things I kind of struggle with because I don't want to be repetitive for those who want to delve into the archives and check out the first one, you know. But, um, you know, without repeating some of the stuff I said before, uh, Iron Man, I had mentioned um, in the first one, was like super feminine, you know. Um, I see a lot of people... uh, checked out the show last year with the part where I said, you know, the F E is iron, you know, that's that's the fee and female and man, male, female, or whatever. A lot of people ran with that. But it was a lot um deeper than that. Like he constantly made like gay jokes throughout the movie and then um you know, on the last the last show we talked about even his symbol, the uh his triangle, you know, upside down. The, you know, the triangle pointing down is a yoni and stuff. But in this one, like, yo, he took it even further with, with the uh, the gay jokes. Like, oh, yeah. Like, 
him in War Machine, right? <laughs> Let me hold your yeah. own. <laughs> yeah, he said. Yeah, he said if, if if we win, I'll hold your own. And then yeah. um, there was that scene where, where um when he was trying to lift the uh, lift the 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 hammer. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. And he called he called him over to help him lift it up. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, he said he said he's he's not one to shrink. Um, from, yeah, from, shrink from, to from a honest. challenge, right? Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. That was a play. Yep. Um, man, he said so much stuff. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a few of them, but yeah, he. I mean, he's always he always has that that feminine movement, you know, that he has in the film and things of that, and it it actually is going to play into, you know, the energies in this movie. It's it's two sides to this film. It represents two types of agendas, and it depends upon what agenda you rocking with. Um, you know what I mean? He kept, I know, like he kept asking everybody if anybody remembers when he when he carried the the nuke through the wormhole. So right, that that line was really him saying, "Does anyone remember when?" <laughs> right, exactly. Does, does like, anyone remember like when, when I, I did that? Load? Like, <laughs> yeah. Does anyone remember when I got some and I bust my load? Because. Right, remember, and everybody like, started looking around like, "Here we go again!" Like, dude, you only ain't got a front. Like, we know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? But, but that represents their lack of being able to carry the true energy that he represents because Ogun ain't no joke. You know what I'm saying? Ogun represents. Um, I mean, that's where the word gun comes from. And remember, he's an arms dealer. You know what I mean? He deals with selling weapons. He deals with making the weapons. He's a tinkerer. You know what I mean? His name is Iron Man. So you're definitely Mars and Aries. He is an Aries, and he's born on April 4th, you know, so he's 44 all day, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's the whole Robert Downey Jr. See, this movie deals with twins. Twins is the the uh, the abeje energy, which I know you know red and blue. Y'all are definitely familiar with that because y'all represent that uh, the taewo the and the kainde. If I, I don't know if I'm saying it right right now, but red and blue y'all y'all represent that twin energy, and they the that this movie was so so drenched in the twin energy. You know what I mean? You got. Um, first of all, uh, which I've been mentioning over and over again, Captain America, right, representing the Tahuti energy, uh, representing the Thoth energy, the Hermes Trismegistus energy. You know it through, you know, so many. He's always the one speaking. You know, he's the righteous one. He's the one that keeps the good measure. He's the balance. He has the silver star representing the moon in his movie, with the Falcon, he kept saying on your left. Like it, it was so many different things that went into um, showing that he represented the Tahuti energy. But mainly, you know, he's a Gemini. You know what I mean? And Gemini is represented by Mercury, that represents communication and the mind, things of that nature. Now, not only is he a Gemini, but he's born on June 13th. And the only other character that's in this film that also would represent the Hermes energy would be Quicksilver, which also represents liquid mercury. And that's right. why his the way he was running around was like fluid, like liquid. And his liquid. birthday is also June 13th. 
So they both not only are Geminis, which are twins, but their birthday is on the same day as well. So that represents the twin energy. The other two individuals that was wrapped around each other in the movie that were real close was the Black Widow and the Hulk, which was representing the Asaurian and the Asset energy. Now, her birthday is November 22nd. Mark Ruffalo, who plays the Hulk's birthday, is November 22nd. They got the same birthday. They go to Twin Energy again. Then you got Scarlett Johansson, who's Black Widow, with the red hair. Now they're introducing the Scarlet Witch, which represents the Twin Energy. And I mean, I could keep I can keep going on and on and on and on. They had a scene in there where they they had the mirror hanging, you know, like free flowing in the air, and it was a sculpture in front of a building, and it was two. It was a person on one side, and then it was a person on another side looking at each other. They had the twin energies right there as well. So it's like you know, no matter where you look around in this film, they're gonna keep showing you that twin energy over and over and over again and I and I'll list some more as as the show goes on. Yeah, even um the Olsen chick, she's the sister of twins. Um, oh yeah, that's right. She's the youngest sister, Mary Kate and Ashley. Right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen and and to be honest, you know, Scarl uh the the the, the they're called. They were called the twins. That's what they kept saying in the whole movie. They called mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver the twins because they were twins. They were fraternal twins, but they were the twins. And she was red, and he was blue. Right. Now, I ain't making this up. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's what they were in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah. So the, I mean, but what? Why? Why the twin? Oh, this is the other twin connection. The there was a scientist in the movie. She was from Korea. Okay, uh, her name in the movie was Helen Chow. Now you know when when people have names in films, they name these people for a reason. They not just brainstorming and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna name him John. You know what I'm saying? Like they name them names because they're talking about a mythos, as you stated. So why did they choose Helen and why did they choose Chow? Well, Helen, you know, if you're, if you're getting all into the Greek and Roman mythos, we all know what Helen Greek. represents, you know, with Choi and all that type of stuff. But what's, what's, what's very important about her is the fact that she, had, she was the sister of somebody. She was the sister of twins, not just any twins, but the twins that the Gemini constellation is named after, and that's Castor and Pollux. Now, Castor is very, very interesting because Will Castor was the name of Johnny Depp's character in the movie Transcendence, where the film was about putting a human's consciousness with inside of a computer. And Johnny Depp's best friend in that movie was Paul Bettany, who plays the voice of Jarvis in The Avengers. Right. Jarvis is doing the exact opposite in the movie where his consciousness is getting uploaded into a body. <laughs> you know, and he, Paul Bettany, is a Gemini. 
uh, he's May 27th. He got the same day as uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez and Dre 3000. So what what I find interesting about that, too, is by Johnny Depp playing that role with him, because they're in another movie right now called Mordecai, where, they, where they're in the movie together. They just keep playing these roles together. Um, uh, Johnny Depp's character in Transcendence, um, well, not in Transcendence, in the other movie they have together called The Taurus, right? He plays a character called Alexander Pierce which is the exact same name of Robert Redford's character in Captain America, The Winter Soldier, where he represents the the entity called Janus, which is an individual that has two faces because you think he's one way, but he's really the other. And that statue was in the movie The Taurus as well. So you see this Gemini energy constantly coming because... What's going on? Gemini is needed because something needs to be communicated and because we're talking about the energy of Tehuti. <clears throat> okay, so, um, Jehui, um, Captain America, uh, as you were saying, he's, he's, he measures words. Like, he, well, he's a measure. He measures words and measures, um, intentions. And um, deeds, he's um, Jehudi is a, a master of both physical and moral concepts of ju- jurisprudence. He's a lord right. of the divine speech, the, the mighty speaker, the sweet tongue. Um, and what the cat speaking of the measure, Captain America kept measuring their words through the whole movie. They they that was the oh, yeah. uh, the running joke. Um, his first line in the movie. That's right. Was, um, was watch your language in response to Iron Man saying shit. Um, you know, it just it ran throughout the whole movie. Um, I noticed um, the chick. Uh, I think her name was Maria Hill or something. She was she was so Captain America's Jehui. So Maria Hill was um, Sachet. She every time that she was walking next to Captain America, she had uh, like um, an iPad in her hand. Which you know is like a book. That Sachet is um, like the mis- uh, the lady lady of, of books. Um, so she kept she was the one that um, gave him intelligence briefing on um, the twins' abilities and things of that nature. So um, um, Jehudi, you know, like you said, is is the moon, and the twins, uh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver and um, what's her name? Black uh, Scarlet Witch. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. They represent um, the sun and moon. Um, Quicksilver being the moon because he's um, Jehudi or Hermes or Mercury, or like you said, Quicksilver and her being um, Pet Haru. She had um, she had a pendant on her neck that actually had the sun. It was a stylized it was a stylized sun with with horns. Which is Heru's symbol, or you know who the Greeks call Hathor. And um, another thing that I, I I didn't you know I didn't know because I don't I didn't really remember her in the comic books, but she she was raised by a sentient cow, uh, uh, a cow named Bova the midwife. Like, how blatant could you get that that because because Heru 
her first form was that of a cow. Um, her her like oldest form in antiquity. Um, what else? Uh, you know, Haru also. Uh, she she Haru has the same ability that Scarlet Witch um, had, which is you know being able to manipulate um, the people, things of that nature. Um, but not necessarily, like she's also a uh, segment when she was enraged that that was the segment um I don't know if we want to talk about who who died yet and stuff like that or whatever, but you know she was in in enraged a few times in in the movie um got her segment on her 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 uh powerful one ferocious nature or whatever um and even the red like you know when she uh when she um possessed somebody, their eyes turned red. The energy she shot out of her hands, of course, was, was red. So, um, you know, they was like, they was being real, real blatant. Like, it, it was almost like not even fair on this movie. I think it may be uh, best to also include the fact that um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are the twin children of Magneto from the X-Men. Right. And now, you know, you know, when you look at the X-Men themselves, especially the original, you're talking about the components of a single entity. You know, you have Cyclops as the first eye, you have, um, you know, Jean Grey as the feminine energy, Professor X as the masculine, and then at the same time, Professor X represents that masculine energy as uh, a contrast to Magneto's feminine energy, you know. But um, what I was going to say was the two of them, you know, they do also represent, you know, on one hand magic and alchemy, but Scarlet Witch's power, you know, on a deeper level relies on altering probability, which is also a mathematical, numerical element as well. Yep, that that was that was that was true of Haru as well. Well, I'm just chiming in. Just, just go on ahead. Go on in. Uh, I'm just like looking through. Uh, I have stuff so, so scattered. Am I um? Am I back on? Yeah, you never left. Okay, yeah, no, 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 my call dropped. <laughs> okay. I was I was waiting for him to come back. Yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm in there now. Oh, you know what? <laughs> this is popping my head. This is funny to me. But um Iron Man, Tony Starks when he when he said to um to Hawkeye that he had a, a, a tough week, they won't hold it against him if if he can't get it up. <laughs> right. Yeah, he said that too. Yeah. He did that too. Yeah, he kept he kept that thing running through the whole thing. He kept that thing running through the whole joint. Now you said something real powerful, uh, LL, when you when you talked about the whole alchemy principle because um, that's something that was definitely a theme through the whole film. Was it the whole movie was the different stages of alchemy of the great works where uh, Scarlet Witch represented the the ruby dough. You know, when you're dealing with alchemy, you're going through different stages of the process, right. and the first stage is called Negrito, 
Negredo. Uh, the Negredo is the the stage of blackness, um, the soot, um, the darkness, um, which which she actually uh, placed upon the Avengers, her already being the red. So she forced them to face all their fears. He, she forced them to, to, to go deep inside their psychology and find the shadow. And that shadow coming to the forefront. And once the shadow comes to the forefront, then what you have is the albedo, which is the whiteness. And the albedo or the whiteness represents you being able to recognize the shadow, recognize the fear, being aware of overcoming it. Then there's a, a, a citronitas uh, stage that occurs, which is the yellowing, and then there is the white, I mean, the, the rubido that comes, which is the red, the red representing the, the gold or the sun or the solar, like you said, Clico, uh, in regards to the, the necklace that she was wearing. So, um, yeah, that, that, that was through the whole film, and if when people watch this movie, they're going to see how, you know, they were in a certain stage, and in order for them to evolve, they had to go from the black to the white to the yellow to the red. And if you even look at the whole vision entity, he actually is composed of those colors. You know, so um, the Ultron, you know, which, you know, he was like, he was tough. You know, he came up in there and... <laughs> When when he when he first stepped up in the spot when they when they were having the party, you know what I'm saying and uh, playing around and everything, he said um, he said uh, <laughs> they were like um, like who are you or whatever and he was like where I was I was asleep, and then he was like no 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 I was a dream. Now. I don't know if people heard him say that. They might have thought he was saying I was dreaming, but no, he said I was asleep. No, wait, I was a dream. Like he he, he became aware that he was the he was a dream or a thought of something else coming to being. Which was just that was just a mad powerful line itself. But he kept yep. saying certain terms to have you recognize that he represented the waters. Because in Kemet, the word Oranos or Uranus came from the term Ernas, and Ernas meant the celestial waters or the firmament. And the firmament is the waters that rep that represent uh, dividing the heavens from the earth or the stars from the terrestrial plane. It's the in between. So Ultron is a is a energy that Marvel is using in order to transition everyone's consciousness now into a more microcosmic thought process. They they started it with the Guardians of the Galaxy, but now they're taking us there by taking us now into the stars, which you're gonna see with like the Inhumans and you see with the next two Avengers movies, even with Ant Man is going to the microcosm, you know, just showing a more expansive universe um and and the way that i can drive home you know that he represents aquarius and uranus is the fact that ultron is aquarius because his voice is played by james spader who a lot of people if you don't remember this was the guy that was in stargate he was responsible for the portal that got everybody to go to kemet in the first place and start talking with the de deities right wow um 
and he also played on Pooh and Wolf with Jack Nicholson. You know what I'm saying? So that was interesting, too. But um, he played the voice, and James Spader's birthday is February 7th. Now, he kept singing the song through the movie. He, he sung it in the I beginning, he no sung strings. it in the end, and it was doing the trailers. Yeah, I ain't got no strings on me. You know what I mean? Which is a a um, reference Pinocchio. to Pinocchio, which, you know, Disney runs Marvel now. Pinocchio was released on February 7th, the same day that James Spader was born. I mean, that it was 20 years apart, you know. It was 20, mm-hmm. they, Pinocchio's 20 years older. But nonetheless, they have the same birthday. Um, Scarlett Johansson, remember, Ultron was was created by way of Heru. Remember, we're talking about the Heru energy being with Iron Man, and you were talking about Scarlet Witch being Heru, which means house, right? Heru's house or the house of, right? Right. She she uh, she's the one that that manipulated his mind, right, so that he was able to see you know, his fear, and forced him, you know, or manipulated him into grabbing the scepter, which led into Ultron coming into existence in the first place. Scar- uh, the lady who played Scarlet Joe, I mean, the lady who played Scarlet Witch, right, Elizabeth Olsen, which, uh, you know, we already know Beth means house, so it's Eliza's house, so she got the head hey root energy in her name already. But her birthday is February 16th. And any of my numerology fans out there, we all know 16 is a 7. So you got February 7th with her. You got February 7th with James Spader. You got February 7th with um, with Pinocchio. All right? Now, the twin energy continues because the Quicksilver character, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and Elizabeth Olsen, who's playing Scarlet Witch, the two of them played husband and wife in Godzilla. And if we study the processes of alchemy, we we know that there is a black dragon. There's a black dragon, there's a green dragon, there's a red dragon, but there are dragons inside the process of alchemy as well. And taming that dragon is is a process of overcoming a certain resistance force and yielding what you call the philosopher's stone in the end. Godzilla is the dragon that they had to deal with with inside that movie, which came out almost a year uh, to the date that Avengers came out. Mm-hmm. So you know we constantly see this message, you know, uh, being 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 Go ahead. Uh, you, you, sent out. You know, you know? No, no, no. You holding back? Go ahead and hit him with it. That, 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 oh, that, well, that. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and hit him with it. I see you holding back. Go ahead. Go ahead and say it. Hey man, look. I'm talking about no, vision. No, no, you. Uh, oh, here we go. You want to go, go with the vision? <laughs> I'm just saying, you might go ahead and with it. I already see. All I right, see it coming. You, Let's, you set it up, and then you here we go. Dunk it. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. All right, so look. We got we got one of the most we got one of the most powerful powerful visuals, visuals written technique and and um uh message being given to us through this scene in the Avengers when they are creating this entity called Vision. First of all, we have to talk about the fact that the first thing that Ultron wanted to do was was go to Wakanda and and get himself some vibranium. 
which we talked about before, and vibranium represents melanin because its main property is to absorb vibrations so that, you know, you shoot somebody, you shoot a bullet at it, a bang it or whatever, it absorbs all the energy. This is the first thing that he goes for is getting this melanin energy, you know, from Wakanda. He he said a real powerful line when he starts creating, and he says, <laughs> he says one of the most versatile, powerful elements in the universe, and they decide to make a frisbee with it. Right, typical. <laughs> meaning meaning that when they got melanin in their hands, the type of things that they're thinking of creating with it are so trivial and so minuscule that they have no idea what our capabilities are just with inside our skin. Now, Ultron's trying to create the perfect body for himself because he doesn't want to be in this robotic body anymore. You know what I'm saying? He wants to be in something more powerful, so he's synthesizing a form. And this form is based on melanin, melanin being its form, the vibranium. So they start creating it. Now, Thor had a vision. This vision was given to him by Het Heru. <laughs> I hear you over there, man. I hear you over there. He, he's he's had a He's having he's having this vision, right? And the vision that he has, he gets sent back to Asgard, and the first person he sees is none other than Idris Elba's character, Hemdall. Melanin. Now, if you you look around Hemdall, Hemdall got Tahuti right behind him. You saw Tahuti behind him, right, Quico? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had Tahuti right behind him. It was in the mask with the long beak and the whole nine. I was like, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they ain't even the same, they ain't the same playing. mask that you got. The same mask you That's what I'm saying. The same mask that I'm rocking in my in my in my picture on, on Facebook, right? On my disc. Uh-huh. So So what's the vision? Well Idris Elba and Hemdall's character, Hemdall plays the all seeing eye, you know, for Asgard. He sits on the Rainbow Bridge and he is omniscient. He represents an Orisha Arunmila. Arunmila. Arunmila is the omniscient the all-knowing, the all-seeing eye, also the Ra energy, the all-seeing eye, right? He presses onto his pineal gland, and he shows him a vision. Now, why is it that Idris Elba's character is touching Thor's character? What is their relationship? Because, you know, when we talk about Thor, a lot of people listen, and they start thinking about you know, Roman and Greek and Odin and all that, where we at? Well, we are there because Thor represents the Ogun-Shango connection because when he got kicked out, he was, he was, uh, he was um, uh, Shango, and then when he returned, he was Ogun. He represented a transformation of those energies. He represents Herakuti, the warrior side of Heru. But what is his relationship with with Hemdall? Why in every movie him and Hemdall always kicking it? Why is Hemdall always giving him information, dropping science like Thor is supposed to be the king, right? Well, what if I told you that Thor's father is not Odin? Odin ain't Thor's daddy. Go in the history books and do the research. Odin is actually Thor's son because if you listen in the movie... Himdal always calls Thor Odin's son. 
Not because he's Odin's son, but because Odin is his son. Idris Elbow, a Hemdal is Thor's father because he represents Memnon. And Memnon is an Ethiopian king whose son is Thor. Now, this is in the history books. This ain't just a comic book I'm talking about right now. Y'all go look up. Y'all go look up the Ethiopian king, Memnon, who they actually say was Amenhotep, the first. No, the second. They, 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 those two statues of Amenhotep the second, they, they call it. Oh, the they second. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, this is why I got my Avengers with me. See, Tehudi's in the room right now, making sure the words come out right. So uh, Memnon was Amenhotep. Amenhotep was the father of Thor. So this is why they have this relationship. So you have this Amun energy, Ra energy. So you got Amun-Ra. You have, because his eyes was white, you know what I'm saying, like the mutants beat, right? That thing was dope. But he sees, because he won't walk around like he was blind, he presses on his pineal gland hard. He's showing them. And he starts having a vision. A vision of what? A vision of a unification of energies, of force. And they start going through the chakra points, through the, the infinity stones. They hit you with the red, and they hit you with the blue, and they hit you with the purple and the yellow. They're coming up the chakra points. Even when they're showing the vision character being formulated and created, he doesn't have any skin yet. He's just nervous system, and you're showing they're showing the meridians and the energy pulsating, the energy uh, formation of the body first. Now, this individual vision represents Rahorate. Rahorate means uh, uh, Heru of the two, means the two horizons. And you let me know if I'm saying it right, Cleco. Uh, uh, yeah, you know. Sure. Um, but Heru of the two horizons. Now, what are the two horizons? You know, when you look at, you got two horizons every day. You got a horizon where it rises. You know, that's where horizon comes from because it's Horus and it's the rising, you know, the horizon. And then you also have the set, like with the, the, the deity set, or it used to be Sut, the Satuk, um, where the sun is going back down into the hold underworld. Hold on, hold on. Which, hold on, hold on. Can you go ahead, go ahead. Real, real quick? Yep, yep, that's yep, why, yep, yep. That's why um, Black Widow, who's Black really Widow, dead, kept saying the she, sun get, yeah, is, yeah. is getting low when, when she was giving Hawk a lullaby. That's right. The sun's getting low, big. The sun's getting low, big guy. Big, right. That's right. That's right. In order, in order to get Hulk to turn back into Banner, the Black Widow would have to sing him a lullaby. Lullaby denotes a baby. It denotes children. It it denotes a connection between a mother and a father. Obviously. And she mm-hmm. would she would start off by saying the sun's getting real low, talking mm-hmm. about yo, it's time to descend back into the underworld again. Yeah, when the when the sun is getting low, that's Tim or Temu or Atum. Atum. That's yeah, right. Which is the 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 stage of completion. So like that's you completed it. your mission, time to time to time to turn back to the other guy. Turn. That's right. And and it also represents Samuel L. Jackson because he represented the old man. Yeah, yeah. He represented the completion yep. of the mission. You know what yep. I mean? That's, he was he kept, like, kept saying, I'm the old guy. If y'all yep. look at the the poster, 
and you see how they're all, even if you go to the Hollywood Decoded page and you look at the poster, um, you'll see Samuel L. Jackson to the side, and he's kind of hunched over and his legs bent. Looks like an old man, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's a Capricorn. He represents the old man. So, And remember, everything that y'all are hearing tonight and y'all are listening, y'all have the opportunity to hear and see all this stuff visually on Sunday, between 4 and 6 p.m., I'm doing a visual presentation, you know. Um, uh, only thing y'all have to do is go to, uh, you can message box me. My 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 email is kt.kamani at gmail.com, kt.k-a-m-a-n-i at gmail.com. You can go to the Hollywood Decoded Facebook page, you know, or... You can just gift uh, the fifteen dollar uh, admission to um, to PayPal through my email, and when I get your email address, you'll end up receiving the password to access the live because it's going to be a live presentation. Y'all are going to be in there with me on conference. We're going to be able to do a Q and A. Y'all going to be able to answer questions and the whole nine. So there'll be a visual that goes with all of this stuff. And I got so many clips and pictures, you know, from the movie that, you know, y'all will be able to see exactly what we're talking about, you know. But um, I just wanted to drop that in there real quick. So the Raharate energy is a collection of uh, actually Tehuti and Hetheru. And Tahuti and Hetheru ends up having Ra Harate, the uh, Horus of the Two Horizons, and that represents the Quicksilver and the the Scarlet Witch energy. Okay, now um, the Horus of the Two Horizons is also connected to Thor and Iron Man because they're responsible for creating them. And if if Thor is representing uh, Herakuti, Ra Harate is another spin on that. That's why they had to have the all-seeing eye, Ra, give the vision to um, 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 Herakuti so that it could be Ra Herakuti or Ra Harate that was born or that was given birth. And I have a picture of Raharate in green and yellow shooting the laser from his third eye the same way Vision does. I'm talking about exact, exact replica. I, I came up with some, some different stuff. Um, but, you know, this is multi-layered, and I, I don't take nothing from it. I went. Wait, oh no! Nah. That's why you, you y'all did that though. Just, just drop real quick. Um, the, the two energies, their names, the Greek names. And, and, oh yeah, and, and I, did, I didn't equals. even. Do, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. See, I didn't. I didn't go. I didn't go to that side of it yet. I didn't go to that side yet. But now I'll go. To, I'll go there. Then everybody's telling me, "Yo, you all in back? Let go!" All right. So, we got. Uh, uh, Clico talked about how um, um, Scarlet Witch is Hetheru and and uh, Quicksilver, you know, represents another aspect of Tahuti because of the Mercurian energy. But if we go into the the Greek um, the Greek recognition of these two individuals, and 
we're going to talk about all mythos. You know, when we talk right. about a Greek and Roman or anybody else, don't turn your nose up because they didn't sit in caves scribbling with their pencil coming up with none of this. This was information that was taught to them, and they were able to relate to, and they rocked with it and took it and plagiarized and used it for themselves. But that don't mean the energy isn't there. If you understand the allegory and the sciences involved, then it becomes empowering also. you got to own it all. So what Scarlet Witch represented was Aphrodite. Aphrodite was created from Uranus. Because Kronos, which represented, let me let me back up and tell the story of Uranus real quick. Uranus and Gaia represented another aspect of Newton Geb. Uranus represented the dome of the sky, and Gaia represented the terrestrial earth, the same way Newton Geb did. Their embrace created children. Uranus was not happy with some of his children. Gaia didn't like that. Got Kronos, one of her children to um, pretty much get rid of him. So what happened was Kronos went and took a blade and cut off his testicles. When they fell into the ocean, it foamed up and Aphrodite emerged out of the ocean. Now, the reason why she chose Kronos, because Kronos represents time. And time, after time, the sun, um, not the sun, but rather the stars, ended up getting separated from the terrestrial earth. This is representing a cosmology playing out right now. So it's real interesting that Aphrodite, or rather the Scarlet Witch character, and Uranus and the the Ultron character had this constant talk. It was them two that was always dialoguing the whole time. And and like I said, because she allowed um, Tony Stark to grab that that, um, scepter in the first place, she was able to bring the whole Ultron into existence, so they had that connection. Now, Hermes and Aphrodite actually got together in the mythology, and they had a child themselves, and the name of their child was called Hermaphroditus. This is where the term hermaphrodite comes from. Hermaphrodite is an individual, by, by definition, it's a woman with male genitalia. Okay. Now, we also have uh, an, an entity where there's a male with female genitalia, and that is happy, which represents the Nile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a man who has breasts. Now, if you're talking about Uranus being, the, uh, being Aquarius and Aquarius being the water bearer, it is it's happy holding on to a, a vessel that is pouring out water, and this water represents life and energy and information. The Nile is a terrestrial mirror reflection of the Milky Way, of the river that is in the celestial heavens. So we have this interplay of these two energies together. Now, Raharakte represents that same type of energy. He represents the hermaphroditus because he is Jarvis, which is the computer. Yet he is the computer now in flesh, representing the two horizons, the horizon of man and the horizon of machine, the day and the night, the Heru and the set energy in one. That's why they kept arguing whether or not, you know, he was worthy, but, you know, he picked up that hammer on him. Now, um, I want... <clears throat> Real quick, 
before I go any further so we can, you know, it, it, it can make sense even more, you know, about this energy here. I want um, LL to go into um, this this take he told me the other day in regards to the Unix. The Unix. All right. Yes, uh, sir. I want you. I want you to break the eunuch thing down in correlation to the epidemic that we're dealing with today in humanity, and how it directly correlates to the constellation of Uranus um, that the you know the Greeks and and the Romans honor. Well, it, when you look at the Greeks, you're talking about a, a culture that that basically developed itself off of traumatized people and they educated by way of trauma. You know, we see this with the pederasty, you know, with the old men dealing with the young boys in a tutorial and sexual manner. This is a form of, of, uh, what do you call it, traumatization in order to put them into a servant's position. When you study the eunuch, which is what we're seeing in modern times, the reason, well, before I get into that, the reason why we don't properly understand what we're looking at, we see this, you know, this thing that we're that we're told in the West is called, you know, LGBT, transgender, homosexual, or what have you, is because we're not given the proper terms to understand it. And one of those terms is a eunuch. Now, in ancient times, a eunuch was a person who, of course, was um, castrated, typically a male, but, you know... Um, when you look deeper, and not just in, you know, the Greek uh, Greek society, but also in ancient China, you would see that these eunuchs, you know, were always a servant class. And, you know, when I look at things like, you know, what took place in Avengers with Ultron being designed as sort of a defense system for the Earth, um, which also reminds me of Skynet, from Terminator, you're talking about robots yet again, or robots with human flesh in, in that iteration. You, you know, what it says to me is that what they're looking to do is create a servant class in in America, in the West, and um, it, it's all keyed in. Anytime you see robots nowadays, with the trans, you know, you see a lot of transhumanism. But you could, you know, also throw that in there with the whole transsexualism as well as, uh, you know, I don't even know where to begin. It's like even when you look at uh, consciousness, you know, now they're coming out with a whole lot of movies dealing with, you know, sentient and conscious robots. I think there was one where the team from District 9 just did one. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, What was it called, like Slappy or Jappy or something like that? I don't remember the name of it. Then there's another one called Ex Machina where they put a, a female's face on, on a robot for some guy to fall right. in love with. And, you know, as I stated, you're doing a whole lot of transhumanism. And I don't want to sound like the, the, the conspiracy nut, but you have some people who say, all right, the robots are coming, the robots are coming, the robots are coming. Well, if you look closely behind the veil towards what they're saying with the zombie, is what they're doing is they're they're seeking to turn the human into a zombie robot, a person who doesn't feel, who doesn't think, and who's able to follow orders and carry them out without, you know, having any sort of, uh, 
any sort of qualms or conscience of a conscience about it. That's right. You know, I see that blatantly with what's going on across the country with an increase in in not just the witnessing of it, but the actual occurrence of all this police brutality nationwide. You know, you go back to the, the training of of soldiers and police officers. You know, I remember reading a report years ago that said that a lot of soldiers in Iraq and Afghanistan did not want to shoot at the enemy. So from there, they started coming up with all of these different programs to train them to shoot. Then all of a sudden, what becomes very popular in video games are things like Call of Duty. So from there, you know, I just put it all together, and what I'm seeing is that people were being trained for the last, say, 12 years, especially with the zombie, uh, you know, the zombie uh, repetition and programming as well, to stop seeing other people as human so that it's easier to round them up, easier to beat them to the point where, they, where their throat is crushed and their spine is busted. You understand what I'm saying? I just drove through Baltimore, you know what I mean? It's a serious situation in there. So, once again, everything is connected, and, you know, those are some of the dots that I started to connect when I look at, you know, the, um, you know, the robot, the the artificial intelligence. Now, as far as uh, you said the, the Uranus connection, that part I'm not familiar with, but if you could... Uh, going on that, I appreciate that. I well, no, no, I said, I said I was, I said I was gonna connect, connect that too oh, okay. when you got done. But I know you, you were gonna. I wanted you to tell the people about the Unix and who the Unix are. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Unix yeah. was, uh, in, in short, you know, summation, it was a servant class, and this is the reason why their sexuality was distorted by way of castration. And the word cast is, uh, you know, is very, you know, telling as well because you're talking about a role. So you're not just talking about the removal of the genitalia, you're talking about the disruption and distortion of one's sexual identity in order to freeze them into a specific position. In this case, we're talking about a servant's position, because anytime you saw the eunuch in various societies throughout different points in history, you always saw a servant-level uh, entity, a servant-level personality or, or, or individual. Yep. You saw That's that in right. the movie. You saw that in the movie Annie. When um, the brother that passed away, um, he was a eunuch. Um, the 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 person who watched over. You Annie, said in which movie? The movie Annie, the original Annie. It was a um, remember the genie, the black dude that used to watch her. He was a eunuch. That's why, like, they had black people in those positions. Like they castrated them, and had them like watch their women, watch their kids, whatever. Because they felt safe with them watching them because they can't have sex with them because. Right, like, like, like George Washington Carver. Right, exactly. So I'm going to have to put you guys on mute, but I'm still listening. There's just some things i got to handle here, but, you know, i still got the front row seat, all right? Hi. There um, it is, there it is. I wanted to chime in on so much stuff that you said, um, KT, but I, my stuff is all over the place, but if you could bear with me for a second. Um, yep. When you were talking about um, Ultron, and you were saying how he was like in the waters. When Ultron's first words was were, um, what is this? What is this place? Please. So like he was on the waters and he's he wanted to get permanent, he wanted to get land or a body. So That's um right. 
he probed um, Jarvis and asked, the first thing he asked Jarvis was where his body was. And Jarvis mm-hmm. was like, I'm a program, I'm without form. So, right. so Ultron supposedly immediately um, destroyed him to create his own body. I'm going to tell you, I'll get to why I said supposedly because I, I had a theory on it. So I was struggling with, with, um, with the vision. I was like, man, who is the vision? Like I'm talking about in the mythos and stuff like that. Like most of the stuff just jumped out at me. But he didn't immediately. Actually, he did jump out out at me, but I was like, nah, it's not him. You know, I kept pushing it away until it was like blatantly in my face. But I'm going with, and like I said, this is multi-layered, so I'm not saying he's not what you say he is because you make it make sense. So if it makes sense, that's what it is. But um, Pata is pictured wearing a skull cap and a false beard. That's right. he, he, he He stands upright upon the symbol of Maat, which is harmony, universal law, equilibrium, and, he, and he's the, the spark of life in all existence. Thor's hammers spark, giving vision life. Pataya forms a, a dyad with, with Seker, or some people say Seker, with Seker, right? Right. Seker is also a consort of, of Heheru, right? And is depicted as a mummified man with a, a hawk's head. This is why when this is why the vision can fly. Because he's you know, he's part Pataya, part Seker. Um the Seker is Seker is what gives him his ability to fly. This is also why Vision looked at Thor um with and with just a thought he created his cape to emulate Thor's. Pataya and Seker, they both they both hold emblems of power in their hands, hence the vision um could lift Thor's Thor's um, hammer. One of Pata's epithets is the power of powers. This is also alluding to why he could lift the hammer. Um, the Latins identified Pata with, with Vulcan. And you see the similarities with our pop culture. The Vulcan that we know today as like Dr. Spock, there's similarities with Dr. Spock and like their mannerisms and um, the vision. Pata yeah, was That's Ogun too. But yeah, keep right. going. Um, Pata created his own form and gave birth to his own body. And now I'd argue that although the physical manifestation of Ultron initiated having having Vision's body formed, um, we have no clue how much of, of Jarvis was actually amalgamated into Ultron. Like when when they were like when they were overlapping, we don't know how much of Jarvis was actually getting into Ultron. You know what I'm saying? No, he said it. He said he said I am not Jarvis. Right, right. He said right. I am not Jarvis. I am not Ultron. I am that I am. Yep. <laughs> and, um, he went hard. Um, part where uh, okay. So I'm I'm saying he's Patat, right? The guy Paul Bettany, he played in a movie called The Heart of Me. He also played in a movie called Inkheart. Ma is called the heart and tongue of Ptah. According to the right. Shabaka stone, Ptah conceives the world by the thought of his heart and gives life through the magic of his tongue. The heart the is the Memphite way, text. Right, the Memphite text, right? The, um, or Menefer, Menefer um, Shabati. Um, the heart being weighed against against Ma is like, that's what vision stood on, um, which Ptah literally stands on Ma'at. Like, when you see 
to try standing on that uh, on that ramp that slanted down. Like everybody right. knows that one of my um like my symbol is the the ostrich feather or ostrich plume. But that right. that ramp that plinth is also a, a a representation of my that's why we say of my when we tell them the truth we say we stand on our square. Exactly. So, like you said, um I was gonna say Jarvis, but like you said, the vision he was like, I'm not you know, it was interesting. He said, you know, the vision said I'm not I'm not Jarvis. And then he goes, I am. Now that I am. Now check it. Um, shout out to this brother on, on Instagram. His name is um, Ki- Kiesa, and his other brother um, Kilalo Ki- Kiano. Like these two brothers got keys in their names, and they they don't even know each other. Anyway, they both Crazy. sent me the link last Friday, but I didn't get a chance to watch the movie until like Sunday. And then I, when I saw the movie at home, it sounded like he said, "I am, I am." But when I was in the theater. I only heard him say I am once, but regardless, he's saying he's I am, and we know I no, am. No, yeah, he said it twice because he was like he was saying I am and was about to say who he was, and mm-hmm. he hesitated, and then he said I am. Yeah. So, so we know we know that um, that you know through the biblical sense, I am is is Jesus, right? Now the interesting part is Ultron when he was in the software form. When he was that blue bubble, and Jarvis was that red bubble, they kind of was meshing, which which will form a Vesica Pisces, which is the overlapping area, which is the fish, which is Jesus, which is the I am. So this is what Vision came out of, and Vision is saying he's that. Earlier, you made reference to some movie he was in, and you said, oh, he was in um, Stargate. You said you said like he was the portal, right? And the Vesica Pisces is a yoni shape, also. So that's also a portal. Um, um, this brother, uh, I mean, this dude, um, Hawkeye. I gotta squeeze him in, in, in here too. Hawkeye, he uh, when he told he told Haru, or excuse me, he told um, what's her name? Um, Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah, he told Scarlet Witch. He, um, he'd been down that that mind control road before, referencing Avengers One, right? Right. And um, that's when he temporarily turned bad by Loki's staff, what I didn't say um, in Avengers 1 was when he got hit with Loki's staff, that was like Heru getting stung by, by scorpions in some legends or in some other legends by, by a snake bite and offset um, nursed him back to health. Everybody was saying back then that they thought there was a romance between, like all over online, they say they thought it was a romance between um uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye, and I kept saying, "No, Hawkeye is her son. He's like, the son. Yeah. This He's is why. I, right. This is why in Captain and I think it was Winter Soldier, the one I didn't see, that she had the arrow pendant. Her wearing the arrow pendant is like a mother wearing their child's locket with their picture in it. Mm-hmm. So another thing Hawkeye said, he made reference to living to to living forever. He was referencing um, the Karash energy, right? Born Identity, right. Born Supremacy, and Born Ultimatum all premiered. All the premieres were, were hosted in an Egyptian theater in Boise, Idaho. Born Legacy is is the comedic connection, has a comedic connection to Jeremy Renner because he plays Hawkeye, which is Hey Rule. Right. Born Legacy's poster had a had an alleyway 
that was lit in such a way that it looked like a, a white horse. A white horse is symbolic of a hero or, or God in triumph over negative forces associated with the sun. He proved that by one risking risking his family to save the Avengers when when he took when uh, when he took them to the safe house. To and the two, safe house. Mm-hmm. Right. And two when he tra- when when he saved the, the little the little boy. Now Christ is also sim- symbolized as a white horse uh for his resurrection in Revelation nineteen, eleven through fifteen, right? Now right. a white I said this before, but it's relevant here. A white horse with wings, because Hawkeye is Heru, is a Heru Behudet, which alludes to the hippocampus area. Um, in Greek mythology, Pegasus' parents are Poseidon and Medusa. Medusa, Medusa um, and Arset both had their heads chopped off. Now, I, in 2013... I kept telling people like Medusa is all set, Medusa is all set, and then and then um, Rihanna, she uh, she posed on GQ magazine as Medusa, and you know we all know she has the um, all set tattooed on, on beneath her breast, and she has Heru tattooed on her ankle. So <clears throat> Aset used poisonous um, a poisonous snake to trick Ra out of his secret name, and healed Heru from a snake bite. So this goes back to Loki's um, staff. Um, and then, like Hawkeye, when he saved that little boy, both both Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver tried to assist Hawkeye. And check this out: we're clear that that Hawkeye corresponds to Heru and Scarlet Witch to um, Pet Heru or Hawthor and Quicksilver to Jehudi, right? So, <clears throat> Moata Ashby says, um, I came across this in a Moata Ashby book. I don't remember which one, but there was a section called. Um, God comes to help Heru. He says, the most important theme here is that when a person is in need, God in the form of nature, people, and sometimes mysterious force, forces comes to assist a person to, to face adversity. Adversity is a situation in which people grow spiritually, yet they face it with faith and honesty. Thus, Heru was assisted by Hawthor and Jehudi who restored Heru's vision. Now, remember... Hawkeye's wife wanted him to be sure that the Avengers had his back. When Hawkeye saved that little boy, it was at her root in the form of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. He attempted to um, to save him. That restored right. his vision that they had his back. Yeah. Now, but it came at a cost because Quicksilver lost his life, right? Right. Well, let me explain to you how how. It, it was it was um, it was given that he he was going to be the one to die. And on the internet, you know, the rumors were saying somebody's going to die, somebody's going to die. So we oh, all yeah, knew somebody's yeah. going to die, right? So I was like, damn, who's going to die, right? So then I realized that Hermes in the Greek mythology, who is Mercury in the Roman mythology, con- conducted the souls of the dead on their passage to the underworld. Right now, the other reason why I knew, and this is the one that hit home for me. Because uh, I don't, you know, believe in coincidences and stuff. On fe- on Friday, April twenty fourth, I saw an article. I think I saw you post it after I saw it, but I didn't post it. But you, I think you also posted it. You or Blue Pill posted it. But it said um, that um, I didn't get around to posting it to Sunday. Oh, the to article, who you were on? Yeah, the article was about a pre Aztec pyramid 
where they discovered silver mercury silver. <laughs> while looking for a royal tomb, which is death. This liquid mercury they believe symbolized an underworld lake. So, see, people think that everything's not connected, but every time we do one of these shows, I try to emphasize that the universe speaks. The universe is a living, breathing entity. So even if you think that these people behind these movies don't, don't orchestrate uh, or, or don't line themselves up with certain energies, the universe will pick up those pieces that they leave out. That's right. That's right. And it and, it, and it's forced. It's forced into it. Then the, another article um, that I had posted in regards to the movie was um, uh, what's the brother's name? I think his name is DJ DJ uh, Taurus Full Moon. I think that's what it is. But he he sent it to me in regards to um, a a a rocket took off um, a couple weeks ago. Um, carrying a satellite that's about to take um, the the uh, it's a satellite that's going to take the 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 television uh, experience to a whole nother level. It was Direct TV and and um, and a couple other um, uh, not cable but satellite companies just sent some new technology out of space to take your experience into a whole nother direction. The name of the satellite or that the aperture that's carrying the satellite is called a Thor 7. <clears throat> Yo, speaking of Thor, when when they was fighting over, um, over like, if they should allow the completion of Vision, that fight was right. over free will, which is which is Heru. Well, Heru represents. Hence, hence, it was Thor that freed Vision. But mm-hmm. Thor don't just represent Heru or... or Herakuti, he he also represents um, Heru Ur or Heru Wer. No, he's the elder. Heru the elder. This is why Thor always said, "I'm the mighty Thor, mighty mighty elder, um, great." Because Ur um, Wer also means great in the middle nature. They all mean the same. Right. That's why he keeps stressing that he's the mighty Thor. He's letting you know he's the elder Thor. He's not Hawkeye. <laughs> right, right. Ba- so ba- and Hawkeye, Hawkeye is the baby. That's why. That's why when he was around his wife, she was talking to him like like he was a baby, like a kid. He didn't even realize or saw on the set. <laughs> right. Together. Right. But check it. The, um, when Thor freed Vision, that was Heru also symbolized spiritual spiritual um, resurrection. Now, this 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 right here threw me through a loop right here because what I'm about to say. Okay, so we know we know the Incredible Hulk is the star. Right, right, and we also know that that's why Thor, when Thor gave the report, <laughs> when Thor gave the report to um to Bruce Banner, he he said something about uh, I got it written down, but I'm sorry, looking up. Oh he said yeah, the about people in hell. hell, yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah, yeah. hell. Right. So he's referring to the underworld. Mm-hmm. Now, when when Black Widow was about to be released from from the the Quin, Quinjet, however you say it, um, right. Hawkeye said to her, "Give him hell." Give him hell. Because she's going down there with her husband. She's right. going down there with Asar. But this is the part that threw me through a loop. Okay. Okay, she represents Black Widow. I didn't say this before, but Black Widow, right? A Black Widow has a, hour, a red hourglass on them. A red hourglass. Hourglass is the constellation Orion, which is Sahu, which is the celestial representation of Asar. 
right? That's right. So this stuff further emphasizes that she's on set. But what threw me through a loop in this movie is they revealed that she's every woman because she's also she's I was supposed to play I'm every woman in the background when I said that. But um, <laughs> she's also she's also net. Or Nat, because, yeah, because that's yeah, what he kept calling her through the whole he movie. He kept calling her Nat. Nat is the that's same. Right. He kept saying Nat. And that's why, oh, hold on, I got to get to his, his son. That's why, um, um, like, when when Hawkeye had the, the baby, his son was really Black Widow's grandson. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about when you look at the mythos. Hence, his name was Nathaniel, since it's a boy. Yeah, Nat. Name him, um Natasha, so um, what's her name? Natasha or Natalie? I can't remember. Natasha. 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 So they named him Nathaniel, which is a play on Natasha, and the middle name was um, Pietro. Pietro, Pietro, which, which is um, Quicksilver, because you got to remember Jehudi, Jehudi, or Jehudi is Hebrew's mentor. That's why right. it wasn't just because he died, but that's that was also his mentor. Exactly. Um, and, and, and the mythos. So he was, you know, paying homage to to his mentor. And, of course, you know what I mean, you got the twin energies of two two Jehudis in that movie. So that was another indication that, you know, maybe it would be one of them to go. You got two Jehudis. You don't need two Jehudis, right? And then another way that you know, you know that he's he, you know, he represents the son, and then you got uh, Widow and and Hulk being a saw in a set was that whole uh, talk they were having about running away, and he was like, right. "I'm a monster," and she was like, "Yo, I'm, I'm, I don't, I can't have any children." You know what I mean? They took that from me. You're not the only monster. And what they were talking about there was the immaculate conception, because they yep. was like, "Yo, they took that away from me. I can't have a baby." But he got the power to put that seed in her. Yeah, and 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 to further emphasize that, um, Net or Neith, she she can't have she can have a child, but but not by birth. She right. she um she has birth without being impregnated. Mm-hmm. So so her saying she's barren, that just that shows you the immaculate conception of or set, and that also shows you that that Net or Neith and it connects is, is, as well. And it connects to the whole thing, the whole connection with Tahuti again, um, or Captain America and her being so close. Because remember, the only reason why Newt was able to give birth to the five in the mm-hmm. epigonomal days was, you know, because Rod, Rod didn't want her to give birth. She was she was impregnated by Gib. Rod didn't want her to give birth. And Tahuti shut her down, told her she can do it within the 360, and Tahuti got with Kansu and uh-huh. ended up, Creating Tricking those five him. other days, which represents the star on Tahuti's shield or Captain America's shield. Right, and his shield also represents Ra. That's why you have the, the circle, the, the circles circle, around it in the middle. That's right, the radiation. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, and Haru uh, or Scarlet Witch, um, Haru has maternal instincts. That's why she said the Quicksilver. Um, well, that's why Quicksilver had to to remind his maternal active sister that he was born twelve minutes before her. <laughs> right. <laughs> twelve, Yo, right? Right, twelve. And then you remember the scene let me see. Um there was a scene where um 
Let me try to find this picture. There was a scene um, where they all like they all fighting together. What's what's that thing called that was shaped like you know it it, it was shaped like the Mercedes Benz symbol. It was a was that a battery or something? The Mercedes Benz symbol. You said they. Remember, were, you talking about the cradle? Yeah. You talking about the cradle that that vision was being made in? Nah, 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 nah. Oh, okay. Um, but nah. Um, all right, let me run back for a second. Remember, remember that scene. Remember that scene where um where Hawkeye uh grabbed grabbed um Scarlet Witch and dove through that window. Okay, yeah, yeah, and they were talking. Yeah, when he dove through that window. He was encouraging her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that represents the hawk inside the house. The hawk inside the house is the measure for Hedder. So he was in there. That whole thing was to give her her power. Well, not give her her power, but help her recognize the power that she had. Encourage her, yeah. Right. But but there was a scene where, where, remember when... um. She went, She told Quicksilver to to go ahead or whatever. He didn't want to go. That's when he reminded her of how old he was. I mean, right. that he's older than her or whatever. Well, in that scene, damn, I don't know what I got written, but I think I can remember. Basically, um, if you looked at the formation of them, you had at the top of the screen was was the truck. There was a Trinity. It was it was the Hulk. It was uh, Black Widow, and then it was Hawkeye, which is of course. A saw a set in Heru, and right. then to the right you had Thor, which is Heru Ur, and um, Captain America, which is Jehudi. Remember Captain America? They, Captain America teams up with Thor all the time because he's his mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jehudi is Heru's mentor, and then on the third part of the partition was um, was it? Uh, it was Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. And um, who's left? Oh, Scarlet Witch and Vision because, oh, check this out. That's because they're husband and wife because, remember, she's Sekhmet or Heru, and Pata and Seker is married. Married together. Yeah, yeah. And he saved, he's the one that saved her. Yeah, they married and they have a child. Yeah, when, when he first, when he first came alive, the first thing he did was look over in her direction. Mhm. Well, the first the first thing that that he was in the same room with her, he looked over in, in her direction. That was a nod to what's going to take place down the line. That's right. And he saved her. He he was the one that saved her after the last, you know, the climax and everything. He swooped in and got her because he had she had just got done doing what you were talking about in regards of weighing of the heart. She had right. weighed she weighed Ultron's heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm she saying? And, and exactly. <laughs> took they was about to rock around her neck. Now another reason why you know uh you know he represents Uranus and you know because that represents the sky, you know, the play on Newt and all that is because mm-hmm. of the fact that um and then you know, he was he was androgynous, just like uh Vision is androgynous. That's why I wanted him to talk about the whole eunuch thing. Because mm-hmm. he was saying the eunuchs was created to be the servants. Remember, Jarvis was a servant, you know, but he, he evolved from being a servant. He dropped the butler role, you know what I mean, and became became something greater. But he represented a hermaphrodite. He represented, and when I say hermaphrodite, I'm not just talking about, you know, the future being, you know, man and woman united, 
but the future being man and woman together, being as one, you know, not, not in terms of one body, but the unification of the masculine and feminine energies to become a God force, to become a God energy. But um, Ultron represented the sky because his end game was what? His end, his end game was to raise the earth up all the way into the heavens. He picked he picked it up. I didn't even see that coming. I knew he represented the sky. When I saw that, I was like, oh, come on now. They can't come no blatant than that. He picked the whole city up. And not just did he pick the whole city up, but he kept referring to extinction. And then he started talking about dinosaurs. And then he kept saying meteor. He kept saying meteor. Meteor this, meteor that. Now, when me and you think of meteor, we think of, you know, a rock coming out the sky, you know, shooting star. But you have something called a meteorologist, and a meteorologist comes from the root word meteor. And meteor actually means sky. It means something hovering above. Um, li- uh, you got the liquid mete- meteor, which is like uh, snow and hail. You know, rainbows and the aurora is a type of meteor. Anything that occupies the sky is represented as a meteor, anything that deals with the atmosphere or the or the upper quadrant, you know what I'm saying, of, of the earth is what meteor represents, which just once again, you know, has has uh Marvel let you know that that's who he represents. He represents the sky energy. You know, something above, something greater. Because that's all he kept talking about was being more, being greater, looking up, you know, being beyond. Because the root word of meteor is meta, is meta and is aurora put together. And and it's like beyond the auroras, it's a, you know, it's a nod to the whole sky energy. Yeah, they, they gave a nod also to, um we, since we're talking about a bunch of uh, mythos and stuff, um, that whole Thor hammer thing, that yep. was that was a nod on the low also to um to King Arthur. That's why. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You're not, you're not that worthy. sword. You're not worthy. You can't yeah, pull the sword worthy. out the rock. That but yo, that all that pulled the thing up and the the eunuch and all of that. All that is talking about. Uh, controlling the sexual desire. This movie was about controlling right. sexual desire. Right. Okay, that's because in order for you yeah, in order for us to be God, in order for us men to be God, we got to stop wasting our seed. You see what I'm saying? Vision represented the seed realized properly. You know what I mean? So the castration is symbolic. It doesn't mean that, you know, I, I believe in males getting their phallus removed. No, that's not what I'm talking about. There's a reason why the 14th piece wasn't found. You know what I mean? Because it's talking about the sexual desire being sublimated so that you can keep that seed with inside and raise it up. Because when you keep the ejaculate with inside yourself, and and what happens is the heat of your body creates a foam, and the foam turns to gas. What does Aphrodite mean? Aphros means foam, mm-hmm. okay? It's the transitionary period between a fluid into a gaseous state. Where does gas go? Gas goes up into the atmosphere, up into the sky. So we're talking about we're talking about retaining the seed. You know, that's why with Thor, it was all about picking up the hammer, Pata represents an erect phallus because he stands there strong on top of that square, unwavering. 
you know, as a phallus is supposed to be, and it's only going to be that way if the virility level is older, is is higher. You know what I mean? Like you were saying with uh, Heru the Elder, the Mighty Thor. You know, so picking up the the, the hammer being worthy, um, as well as um, you know the other reference, um, the other reference that you made. Yeah. Oh man, I wish I wish I. I wrote it down because I promise you I read in an, in other words what you just said. It was basically talking about how you need to control to when you control your sexual urges and your um, just urges in general. Um, that's that's how you can uh, master and control the negative and deplete the negative forces in your life. It was that's right. Because the, yeah. the ultimate sexual connection in the movie was between a saw and a set. And what ended up happening? They kept talking about running away together. Even your boy, oh. that was the other, that's the other line your boy oh. said. Uh, y'all playing hide the zucchini. Hide the zucchini. Hide the zucchini. <laughs> that's what it was. Yo, uh, y'all playing hide the, go, hide the zucchini. Yo, remember, you know? remember, remember when, he, uh, when, when Bruce Banner jumped over the, the bar and his, his face went, went in her breast real quick? She yep. said, "She said, don't go green on me." She went, uh, "Okay, okay, we know that green represents regeneration, uh, regrowth, vegetation, and all that. But green also means inexperienced." Yeah. So she was saying, "Don't be inexperienced. Take some." Yeah, like get it. That's <laughs> it. Come and get it. Because there was an explosion going on. That's that's when that's when the waters that's when the waters came. Ultron came. The waters. That's the wetness. She got wet, you know what I mean? She was like, get it. Yep. You know what I mean? But but at the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, he went on his way, and she was stuck with inside the walls. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she was sitting what? looking at the walls, right? Right, right. That's what she was doing. Yeah, with, with, with nobody up. up in the walls with her. That's why she was like, you're just going to stand there looking at your walls all day? Because her head was uh-huh. looking down. So. Right. It's like that's what's going to end up happening when, when a man, you know, decides not to. They get left without that type of stimulation because the man is focusing on himself, you know, and, and that's the whole idea of the monk, you know what I mean, being able to internalize that virility or that godlike power so you can you can become a god. And when you become a god, then you can do godly things. But if you haven't raised yourself up to that level yet, and you keep um, um, releasing and and uh, just just uh, wasting away, then how are you ever going to raise yourself up to that plane like you're supposed to? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that, definitely. That scene that I mentioned, I forgot to mention this. That scene when they were squaring off, and you had the, the Trinity of Hawk, Black Widow, Hawkeye, they were together, and you had. No, it was Captain America and Scarlet Witch together. That's who it was. Okay. Um, so that was the Hermes and Heru once again because um, yep. her brother was gone, but she had her other. She had Hermes. her other Hermes, right. She, right. right. He he went and, he went to the spiritual plane because it, with, with twins, that's what it is. One represents the, the, the earth and one represents, you know, the higher. You know, when he was down here, he represented the earth because he ran fast. He was able to run all around. He was on the lower vibration. He kept things real simple. She was the ruby dose on the higher level dealing with the mind. But through that sacrifice, like you said, you know, that happened, he ended up taking it to the next plane. You, you, you had, you had um, 
Iron Man and, and Thor together, actually. That's like, right. the, once again, the, you know, that, that set energy that's in Iron Man and the Thor, right. that's my, that's, my Taiwi, that's that's them teaming up together, right? Yep. As and then below, so below. That, those six players that I just named, that's the that's the, the, the Ujat or the Aya Heiru, which is a fractal, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when you have that fractal, it doesn't it it doesn't exactly add up to one to make it add yeah, up to one. Oh, gotta, I know where you're you going. Add, <laughs> you gotta add the, your knowledge to it. And you what's slick, the knowledge? brother? You slick. Vision. I know where you're going with this. Vision. Helicarrier. Because vision had the <laughs> had the mind stone. So you add the knowledge, and then you got you then you hold. And that's why Ra or Nick Fury, when he was talking to him, he, you know he kept he kept insisting like you guys gotta stand together. You know what I'm saying? You guys got to be yeah. whole. You got to be holistic. You got to be whole. Really it's a team effort. Right. Right. And that's what we're doing tonight, team effort. But what's what's the fra- what's the fraction that's created when it's whole? Um, when you have, when you have um, for example, if you have seven over seven, of course, that's one. But it's, it's one, the, the, the top, the top um, digit is one off. So, the saying is you got to add the knowledge. Your knowledge is that one to make it whole. Like, for example, when you see a symbol, you know, you got to know what you're looking at to make it. It's just like when we break down stuff. This is what I tell people sometimes. I hear people like, um, let's, say, let's say you just broke something down, right? Now, when you break it down, you're not just telling me, yo, this is that. You're telling me why is that. People gotta realize that why is important to when you doing it, when you decoding and stuff like that. If you tell me something and you don't tell me why, then then you you don't understand the mechanism of it. So so for you, it's not even correct. You know what I'm saying? Because and that, that's what this is about. Like when you look at a symbol or whatever, if you don't know what you're looking at, it's just a squiggly line or, or whatever. I see symbols that nobody has talked about. Ever, I've searched all over, and I've been just waiting until I do my my website to mention them because I see like it's one particular symbol that's in my head. I know for a fact everybody see it every day, and nobody realizes that this symbol is an obvious symbol in, in from antiquity, and it's like it's like a old shit symbol. You know what I'm saying? So like when right. you don't know what you're looking at, it's just whatever the European or whoever tell you it is to you. You know what I'm saying? That's but, it. But they know but what it is. When you when you add up all those pieces of the eye, what is the number? I don't know. It's, it's, it's off of one. It's it's sixty four over sixty three. No, um, sixty three over sixty four. Sixty three over sixty four. Yeah, sixty three yeah. over sixty four. So look, you just broke down how that's what they represent when they came together, right? The only problem that they had was they figured out how to 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 save the world but in saving the world they would have to sacrifice themselves and the people until mm-hmm. what appeared mm-hmm. what ended up appearing that gave them another option to get the people off um oh those those extra um things that that floated in and and uh those other carriers that that flew up to the to the landmass. Yeah, the helicarrier. Do you remember the yeah. number that was on the helicarrier? Forty-two. Nope. 
<laughs> no, and, and the first one I think is forty two. I think this time they had Yeah, it, yeah, it was, and um, in the in the like, Captain America. In Captain America it was forty two. Yeah. But in yeah, this it was one it was sixty four. It was sixty four. And the reason why it was a sixty four was because like you said, everybody was working together, everybody was playing their part because they were playing their part. Yeah, they got they had every base loaded except for that. There was one thing missing and then it appeared. The one sixty four came. You just reminded me. Remember that scene where Jahuli was basically fighting himself. You got you got Quicksilver uppercut and Captain America. Captain America. So Hermes uppercut Jahuli or Jahuli uppercuts himself, right? Right. On the wall right behind Captain America was the number 42. Uh, so 42, that was basically Jehudi. That's that's a that's a nod to my It was oh actually yeah. a 7 in front of the 42, but the 7 is so light. They made it so the 42 stand out and you don't even see the 7. Well, so remember, 42 is 6. When you put 7 and 6 together, that's 13. That's their birthday. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's their birthday. <laughs> now... Let's talk about 44 right now. Mark 44 to be exact because (laughs) (laughs) Iron Man has a lot of suits. You know what I'm saying? Now, when you deal with his suits, they're named differently, but they have the word Mark in front of them, Mark 1, Mark 15, Mark 10. But in this case, the whole Veronica. Now, Veronica, Veronica was the name of the suit. You know, in the comic book uh, mythos, Veronica actually was a female that would always help Tony Stark when he was, like, hurt and sick, like when he got tore up. That's really what uh, Helen Chow, you know, was playing in this role. But in Her, this... In, in this Veronica, uh, Veronica was the, was the, um, was the satellite that, that, e- that ejects the, the, the Hulkbuster. Yeah, that ejects the Hulkbuster. And it's the, it's the name of the Hulkbuster, too. It's codenamed Veronica. Now, there's two reasons why it's called Veronica. One reason why it's called Veronica. Huh? Archie. Um, Yeah, exactly. Archie Comics. Right. David Banner's girl is Betty. Betty. And And this is Veronica. Veronica. The other reason is because Veronica means, and and this is deep, because it um, it comes from another name. Veronica's roots come from another name called, like, uh... It starts with the word Bere, B-E-R-E, and then it's like it's like Bereshane or Bereshan. I can't remember the whole word, but if anybody wants to look up the etymology of Veronica, you'll find this B word. But the B-E-R-E, that Bere, that Bere connects to uh, to the Bena, Bena and Bere, and Bena is the is the Tuesday um, in the Akan that represents Ogun or represents the Heru, the Elder Energy. <clears throat> Um, that word Veronica translates into the bringer of victory. Right. That's what the word means. So that's why he summoned the bringer of victory in order for him and uh, the Hulk character, you know, to battle it out. Oh, uh, can I, let me hit that home for you. To to confirm that, what you just said, do you remember when, when, um, when they got up with Ulysses' claw? The name of the boat that he was on was um, Churchill, Great Britain. Winston Churchill was known for for, for throwing up the, the victory symbol. Like, that was one of the things he was known for. 
You hung up. <laughs> Let me see if his line got cut. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, his line dropped. Give me one second. He's back in the building, though. Let me add on real quick. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The Avengers Dang Blue Pill went down, huh? Hello? He went out too. We back? Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, family. So the Avengers Age of Ultron hoped to a massive start in forty four offshore offshore territories. Okay, so the movie is debuting here in the U.S. today, but it started overseas, and they started it in 44 territories. 44 countries is where they started it at. It started off night shows years. on April 22nd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep, that's 4-4. It started off. Yep. <laughs> it made $201.2 million overseas, which notably debuted 44% bigger than 2012's Avengers in comparison. All right, so we already have you know some cute tie-ins to the forty fours dealing with the Avengers, but most notably um, the other day, April twenty ninth, Marvel Universe released the last of a comic book series of the Avengers, and the last of that series is the forty fourth edition. Now, with this forty fourth edition was. It has four different covers on it, you know what I'm saying? And this is an epic series, and um, time runs out is the storyline, all right? Anybody that attended our webinar knows that time also is equal 44 in Gematria. And, of course, we know time and space is the whole interplay between the fourth dimension. So Avengers number 44 deals with um, this very important um, storyline and now that this is the last in the series, they're going to be releasing Secret Wars. Okay, Secret Wars number one is what they have on deck coming up next. Um, on in this particular uh, in this particular issue number forty four, they have the Avengers and the Illuminati. Okay, uh, feature prominently in this particular storyline. I just want to read something. This is one of the things that they're going to be dealing with. Uh, The most memorable scene is T'Challa addressing President of the United States, Obama, at the White House. There is no running away, no fail-safe, no Hail Mary. He wants the leader of the free world as a courtesy. It also is a chance to die calmly and in peace rather than panic. The Black Panther also iterates that the incursion was unpreventable from the get-go. All right. Also notably in this particular issue... All right, family, if you still think that this 44 thing is just a coincidence, on that note, Avengers number 44 culminates in one last bitter battle clash between Captain America and Iron Man. Early on in his Avengers run, Jonathan Hickman described Captain as life and Tony as death. The significance of those titles has become more clear over time with Steve struggling to keep the Avengers flame burning while Tony has sacrificed his soul and many lives to prevent existence from ending. Still vindictive over the fact that the Illuminati wiped his memories and kept the existence of the world incursions a secret, the now frail and elderly Steve donned a suit of armor 
and fought Tony in a battle to echo the events of Civil War. Wow. <laughs> All right. There it is. This came out on Wednesday, the same day I had that incident. Also, the same day that they had a 4.4 earthquake in Nepal. In Nepal. Um, yeah, I'm going to give you the information on that. Light 4.4 earthquake in Nepal. All right. It, uh, the date and time that it was registered is 11, 11.27 with 44 seconds. And the epicenter latitude and longitude was 85.44 degrees. You go to can't you make you can't make that. I mean, I have, yo, I mean, I have to say I have a unprecedented amount of forty-four dealing with Nepal. It's almost like mind. This is mind-boggling, but you know, some people are still emotional about what happened, so I don't want to put that stuff out. I put it in my book. You know what I'm saying, and let it just play out or what have you. But there's something that the universe is definitely communicating. You know what I'm saying about that, but um, yeah, I'm gonna post these these uh these covers to these comics. They got four covers. You know what I mean? They're real jazzy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, ch- chime in on on this release date real quick. Um, Het Haru correspond well. You know, once again, Scarlet Witch is Het Haru. Het Haru corresponds to to the Greek Aphrodite and the Roman Venus. Venus was venerated in in late April, Avengers, Avengers 2 premiered in some countries overseas and was advanced release in the States April 30th, which is late April. So also early May. So Venus Venus was venerated in late April and early May when it officially released in, in the U.S., May 1st, which is May Day, also known to be a ritualistic day. We've been talking about that for years, Blue Pill. Mayday. That's it. But not just that. By it by it being by it being released on April twenty second, like midnight April twenty second with the forty four, technically April twenty third, which is actually Mama Pill's birthday. That's Earth Day and then our old Earth Day. Um <clears throat> that's Taurus. <laughs> and what is Taurus? Taurus is the bull. The bull, bull is once again had hey Ru. Yeah. So there it is, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That's they always song. bring their movies out initially with it, you know? Yeah, man. Yep. So, yeah, like, an, an, another thing in regards to uh, Ultron lifting up, you know, that land, you know, he in order for him to accomplish that goal, he had to use the melanin to do it. It was the melanin being in the wrong hands. I always talk about there's two different types of vibranium. There was one that went to Antarctica. There was another one that went to uh, Wakanda. The one that went to Antarctica was the one that made Captain America shield and eventually was tampered with to create adamantium. The one that's in Wakanda is a different type of of, uh, vibranium that's specific to the Black Panther and the Wakandan people. So what they were showing in that scene was the capabilities of melanin in regards to us being able to rise above you know, but in the wrong hands, how it can be used to destroy, you know, it being the main, the main function. You know, I want to kill, like you was just saying with Stark representing death, with it being, um, you know, in the wrong hands, it representing death. Hmm. 
talking about all day, yo. We and we, yo, we've been going for what is it, yo? We've been going for over oh, for two hours, and we ain't even <laughs> scratched the surface, son. We ain't even scratched the surface of the movie. That's the, that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Y'all gotta tune in Sunday, man. I'm gonna have the I'm gonna have the pictures. I'm gonna have the images. I'm gonna be going in. You know what I mean? It's I can't wait, man. I can't wait. I got some things, some things that um. That Memnon thing is crazy because the, the way I'm really shown, doing that with in, in regards to Idris is I got a I got a sculpture of Memnon, and I got mm-hmm. a picture of Idris Elba. Yo, he looked just like him. That thing is so scary, so scary. And exactly how they had him in the movie where he had just the white eyeballs. You know, the sculpture I got don't got no pupils, so it looked just right. like that scene. Right. Yeah, so you got you got vision now. That that's so deep with Hollywood, with it, him being Patah, because that's the highest honor you can get in Hollywood is a statue of Patah. Right, right. Um, like the brother said, Academy of Arts and Sciences. Yo, um, remember when when um when Bruce Banner looked at the the butterfly? Yeah. Realized that that Ultron was try- that's when he realized Ultron was trying to evolve. That that was a nod to the um to the Monarch programming that that they the Monarch. To. Well, yeah, look, the whole movie that. was about brainwash. They kept talking about brainwash through the whole thing, right? With um, Scarlet Witch and and Quicksilver and um that whole uh, what's my man named um, Baron von Strucker. Yeah, yeah, he he was funny too. <laughs> oh, he was hilarious. Dude was like, was "Yo, like, I'm, I'm." He, like, he said, "I he give up." Yeah, yeah. I surrender. I surrender. Yeah, yeah. He immediately turned to do the set. Now I'm gonna give up. <laughs> but check this out. Not only not only did Banner see the butterfly, but what did Ultron say when he first appeared in oh. this chrysalis? Oh wow. Yeah, when he was that. first talking about that body, he was he was alluding to him having to find another body for him to be in. He was like, "I'm mm. in this chrysalis." Mm. But but on top of that, like I said earlier, the name of 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 the Japanese woman who who was building the chrysalis, or whether like a sarcophagus, I, I'm seeing the, the the king's chamber. You know, that was one of the king's chamber where you go in there, and based upon the alignment of the stars. You know the astral the astral travel can be projected. You know either out towards the other star system or from the star system down into the king or the pharaoh or whatever. That's what they was doing, right? The person mm-hmm. presiding over that was Helen Chow. Chow uh, Chow means butterfly in Korean. Mm-hmm. So her Chow first man. name dealt with dealt with sister of the twins, and then her last name was butterfly. <laughs> So they kept talking about that butterfly energy, you know what I'm saying, up in there. But like you said, yeah, that monarch program. And and for y'all who don't know what he means by the connection between butterfly and monarch program, you got the monarch butterfly, you know, because monarch means what? A monarch means king. 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 (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We talk about king, man. King. And then when you talk about king, you talk about Asar, and that was uh, Bruce Banner who saw that. Exactly, he is the God King. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, let's let's not forget what why he has his powers. He got his powers because he got he was able to survive a a onslaught saturation or beaming of gamma radiation. Which is yep. when you think of gamma, you're talking about the highest frequency of light that man has been able to measure. So that's what that's what the Hulk represents. It's not just flesh and him being swollen and built. No, that's just the interpretation of him. Like you said, swollen phallus. Swollen phallus represents light. You know, swollen mm-hmm. phallus is is really the true Iron Man. Because you're engorged, the the phallus is engorged with all the blood in there, and the and the blood contains hemoglobin, and the hemoglobin contains iron. So you have aligned hemoglobin with inside your phallus, which creates iron and makes you rock hard and stand up like a tekanu. Tekanu. Yeah, and when when we talk about um, forty fours, don't forget the mind stone was. One of six stones, but it's the fourth to show up. The fourth stone to show up. So this movie is the, about the fourth stone. Right. So what did you think about the movie? I'm just saying, like, overall. like Since we don't have anybody asking questions, I, that, I, you know, that's what I want to know. I want to know, did people enjoy the movie? Did you Did you like the movie? <laughs> Shoot, man, I, I was blown away, man I was blown away A lot of people ask me, how was it? And I'm like, yo, it's, you know, it's it's crazy It's crazy Like, not not just not just the fact that, you know It was entertaining or whatever And not just the fact that I'm able to see What I see when I watch it But we're talking about a movie Where everybody is a star when you have a movie with a bunch of superheroes, everyone is the star. You see what I'm saying? So how are you going to rock 11 stars or more and everybody get their time, get their peace, and it just flow like water? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they was they was beasting up in there. You know what I mean? And and the, the deepest part, um, not just the mid-credit scene, you know what I'm saying, with your boy getting his glove, but the... Uh, the the thing that got me was when the credits was rolling. When the credits was rolling, just like with the first one, they showed, like, close-up shots of all the Avengers, like their weapons, you know, Hawkeye's arrow and, and Black Widow's symbol and Thor's hammer, like, you know, how they did the CGI, how clean and crisp the graphic was. So this time they did it again, but everybody was made of stone. It was like marble and alabaster. Right. And then when they got done showing everything close up, they zoomed out, and it was a straight epic battle of the Avengers and Ultron in stone. In stone, meaning they're telling you, this is your mythology. Right. Because it's not not just... Go ahead. When they say nothing is carved in stone, they they picking fun at your mythology. Because everything is, well, not everything, but a lot of our stuff is carved in stone. That's right. They carved it in stone. They carved it in stone. They're like, we can't do it literally on earth anywhere right now, but we're going to do this thing, you know, through the screen. And and, and it's, it's not necessarily saying that, like, 
from the comic book perspective, I made these characters up and they're your mythos now. No, they're saying these characters are based on your mythology. Whatever mythology you come from, that's what this represents. They made sure they put that there. Like, yo, there's no doubt in our mind that these are the gods. And how many times did they say God in the movie, yo? Well, yo, listen, Ultron himself made several biblical uh, references throughout the whole references movie. References through the whole joint. Yeah. And and that's what I was going to get into when I was talking about Mark 44. I'm like, the reason why he called it Mark 44 is because that, that's a passage out the Bible, Mark 144. Mark 144 <laughs> is talking about the lepers. That's when Jesus healed the, the dude of the leprosy. And he was like, yo, listen, when you go back to the Jews, <laughs> when you go back to the Jews, you know what I'm saying, don't tell them I touched you and you got healed. Yo, tell them that their pharmaceuticals, tell them their pills and their medication did that shit. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if you blow me up, you're going to mess it up for everybody. <laughs> so just go back and tell them their pills work. You know what I mean? But he went back yelling from the mountaintop, yo, he healed me, da 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 but it was interesting that 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 they showed that Mark 44, they were in South Africa. They was amongst our people. And when they knocked that building down, that was a straight uh, shot to 9-11. Because they, the, way the, the way the building came down and the way the people was running and how they were looking, it was the avatar when the tree fell and it was them towers. And they had nothing but white dust all over their face. Right. That was straight up leprosy. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They show, they show, uh, natural hair. Anything dealing with 44, you know, Boom. that twin tower was entrenched in 44 energy, as I showed in the oh, webinar. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, you know, like they threw out in the number 44 of the edition of the Avengers, and I don't even I don't even subscribe to that Illuminati joint, but, you know, whoever are the framers or the architects of this higher level of conspiracy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're showing their hands, and that's how they're doing it. You know what I mean? They're, they're using these vehicles to communicate to one another or to higher or to your subconscious or to all of the above. But, yeah, that's what that is right there. You know what I'm saying? That's a cloak. 44 is a 9-11 cloak. Or 9-11 is a 44 cloak, should I say. We lost the brother. Hello? No, I'm here. Yeah, so let me know when y'all ready for the uh, Q&A. For the family yeah, I'm out there. I'm still here. Where? Let's do Q&A. Yeah, let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. I think we we beat it up enough so far, man. Yeah, I need to show the energy, yeah, man. Yeah, like, it's I like, don't know what's going on out there. <laughs> it's like Mayweather on, on, on a punching bag. It's like, damn, homie, you've been at that for like two hours. What's good? The family, <laughs> we don't even know how much time they'll be going by until we told, man. Let's what, roll. Yo, did y'all see what um what uh, Muhammad, I mean, not Muhammad Ali, what Tyson said about um your boy Mayweather? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a little man. Totally, totally thunder. Word. Put him in his place. You know, he's a little, little boy. He's a scared little boy. <laughs> you know, so family yeah, out but... there, any questions, comments, or concerns, now is the time to press one on your phone, all right? Get them hands up. Feel me? We're going to go to the lines. Let's see what's on your mind. 
All right, let's go to caller from the 267-438. Caller, PCU and yours. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, like I, how many times I've been? I've been in the fight. Uh, one of the last city, like, so long time. I'm on the fight. Homie, that's you. 267-438 was good. That's the thing. It was all black people out there. I wrote it up for a white girl. My man was like, that's <laughs> <laughs> She had one of them long, uh, one of them long uh, dresses on. No, but they tight. I think, okay. I think somebody's hot mic and they don't know. Right. Oh, <laughs> I told her to sit in the car. She's going to come when she wasn't. Show that she with. Was, was he talking? Nah, he nah, was talking. He, 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 yeah, that's that Phantom he didn't Paul. Know. Huh? He don't know he on. Yeah, he didn't know. Nah, he talked he talk huh? to some people. Word. Okay. All right, I'm going to go to another caller then. Caller from the five six two three three eight five six two three three eight family. Get out there, press one. Now is the time. Caller from the five six two. Peace to you and yours. Peace, fam. Peace to red. Peace to blue. KT, click on this pack. Pack ten. What's up, brother? Oh, pack ten was good. Peace. What's good, you family? Oh, man, I live for these moments, man. Y'all know after these movies drop, that's the first thing me and my dude Jerry say is, man, I can't wait till KT break this shit down. You know what I'm saying? I really didn't. <laughs> I, just was, I was just uh, really just listening in and wanted to say peace. But uh, one thing stood out to me when uh, I think it was Cleco was breaking down um, Vision and how he correlated with Patak. And it was crazy how he uh he, he said he, he represented balance. And it, it was that one part in the scene where Vision uh picked up the hammer, Thor's hammer, and he was like, you know, your uh yeah. it swings with nice balance. Right. And I thought that was pretty dope. Yep, yep, yep. He yeah. said you lose it in the swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. That's I think remember when when Vision flew over to the window. Yeah, he, you know, he just got in his body. He was just born. He's looking out to the world like, wow, this is what what it looks like, right? Yeah. But if you notice how straight he was, that's Pata. He was yep. super straight. He was yeah. straight. Uh, yes. uh, and, I, and, and, and that didn't even come to mind until I heard you breaking that down. I was dope. That's why I listened in to that. I mean, you need uh, KT. You got to do a, a a whole DVD series or something that we can purchase. So, you know. So I can have, you know, have my son. Uh, my daughter is already a fiend. I didn't already turned her out on the Marvel. So she oh, nah. go to go, <laughs> go to Holly go to HollywoodDecoded.com, brother. I got a website. All right, now nah, I'm gonna definitely check that out. I'm gonna definitely check that out. HollywoodDecoded.com, and then I and then I'm doing the visual of what we did tonight, uh, tomorrow. I mean, on Sunday. Okay. Was it yeah. like a webinar, a web, a webinar or something like that? Yeah, it's a, it's a live, it's a live, it's a live presentation. It's like a screen share, so you're gonna be able to see my whole presentation right in front of you in real time. Okay. Yeah, my. What time is it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna be from four to six, and he's here's my email. Even if you can't write it down now, it's archives. You can go back and get it. It's uh, it's eleven forty-seven. So we're we're what? Two hours and forty-five minutes into the show, so you can pull it back up okay. that way if you don't get it right now. But it's kt dot 
K-A-M-A-N-I at gmail.com. Just just shoot me an email or message me on Facebook through Hollywood Decoded, and then y'all give you all the information. I just put in the chat for you. Oh, okay. Appreciate you, brother. Um, um, to add to add on to um, what he was saying about the balance, because um, I know some people probably don't know what I was talking about when when I was talking about the symbol of my eye that Patai stands on. Um, this thing that he stands on, this pedestal he stand on, statues stood stood on that pedestal um, mm-hmm. because without that pedestal, the statue would fall over. So the pedestal, right. the actual pedestal, is balanced, and that's exactly what my eye is. My what eye my balanced. eye represents. Right. There you go. And that's what they all put on. Right. right. At the end of the movie. Right. That's what they all stood on at the very end of the movie. Remember, it was, I think it was like three steps to it. Mm-hmm. Three or four steps. But, yeah, they were all on that pedestal at the end. Yep, yep, yep. He's still there. He he clicked out. I think he clicked off. Okay, who's next? I um, I muted his phone. You need him back. Oh, oh, you okay? Huh? Yeah. Peace, brother. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm still here. Okay, there you go. Okay. I'm on, I'm on the slave ship right now. You know how it goes. So I was just checking out, checking all out. That's what's up, we though. Appreciate y'all, keep it, y'all keep doing the work, man. I appreciate it. And we need stuff like this, especially for the younger generation, because they really, they really need to see how our our ancestors and our ancestors' uh, theology and mythology tie into to these movies that's being played out. You know, I try to break it down for them. They think I'm just. I try to tell my daughter all the time, like you know, that's this and that, and that's. You think I'm just running my mouth. You know how I go. So, yeah. But you know, you know what? It, that, uh, it just takes her to hear somebody else um, talking about the same thing that she realized it's not It's not just you. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. All, all right. right. Thank that's you, Paula. I appreciate you. Peace, y'all. Brother. Peace, King. All right. Let's go to Paula from the 410. Five nine five four one zero five nine five. Call a PC on yours. Call it from the four one zero. Peace. All right, we're gonna try this one more again. All right, let's go to the. Two six seven four three eight one last time. Call it from the two six seven. You there? Peace, family. <laughs> Yo, I saw you always come when I had uh, for my my girl Tasha. I saw you. Yeah, he doesn't know he's on. <laughs> yeah, they're getting ready for the fight. Yeah. Yeah, he don't know he's on. You know. But yeah, that is um the conclusion of the hands up that I have from the caller queue. If there's any other callers out there, family, now is the time. Press one on your phone to chime in. You know, don't be scared. Y'all got something to say in the chat. Now is the time to holler at the folks. <laughs> 
holler at your kids, folks. Okay, I see the girls lighting up. Let's go to caller from the 815-342. Avengers Assemble. Peace to you and yours. Peace and blessing, peace and blessings. Hey, good breakdown, fellas. Uh, that was very, very entertaining. Uh, well, who do you listen to or where do you go and get your uh, comedic theology from? Um, you, you talking to both of us? Yeah, anybody, any of you guys. Um, I read, man. I read. Uh, like I don't go to one person specifically or whatever. Um, you know, I read. You know, um, some. I read uh, Infodici. I read uh, Infodici Jehudi Jehudi Heru El Salim. He has yeah. a book called Spiritual Warriors Are Healers. Um, in my opinion, that's like one of the. If I got trapped on an island and I could only bring one book, I would bring that book because it incorporates so much stuff, like um, several areas. Um, I read the Middle Nature, so um, I have like I have probably I have probably over nine books that just deal with the language alone. Okay. Um, one of my favorites is uh, Let the Ancestors Speak by Ankhmi Ra. I read anything by Mawata Ashby. Um, yes, sir. Uh, I mean, I got a lot of pieces, man. I got I, I I read a lot of stuff too, not just like comedic stuff, but I think it helps you to be more well-rounded when you read um, like different mythologies and different things from different cultures and stuff like that. I know there's a saying right now, oh, this is a hotel nigga and blah blah blah. Like people try to pigeonhole certain people who enter Kemet. I talk more about Kemet because I know more about it, but I know some about lots of um, African cultures, and I, I research lots of African cultures. Right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm majoring right now in Africana studies at Hunter College, so I'm not like that one show, Monkey or whatever, <laughs> that people might think. You know what I'm saying? Right Some on, people right on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, about you? How about you, KT? What, what do you get into? Well, I uh, I study Dr. Fukiao Bunseki. Um, he actually just transcended a couple of years ago. Um, he's one of the main uh, individuals who brought Congo cosmology um, to the Americas. Um, a lot of people don't know too much about the Congo. Um, I, I have heritage there with my family, um, so I was very interested in learning more about my heritage there because, you know, it, it's like way, way back, like great, great, great grandparents. And I, I just mm. wanted to touch bases with that. And then doing that, studying more about the Congo, seeing the correlations with the Dogon, um, and then uh, the correlations with Kemet. But um, a lot of the, the authors that, that Cleco talked about, especially Muata Ashby, he's, he's really one of the main ones that, that opened up my mind the most with the Pertem Haru um, the Saurian myth, uh, comedic yoga, um, you know, and then the the key words, you know, and the things that I would find in his books uh, led me on to, to more. Also, um, Raun Nefa, you know, the Metaneta, I haven't yes. gotten to um, yeah. uh, Anuka Sor or any of the sequels because <laughs> – 
that 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 another is like a, a, a lifelong study. Yeah, that ain't, I, I can't I can't one. even pick up I can't pick up the second book because the first book is it's enough as it is, and I I was blessed because when I when I hit puberty and I went to junior high school, my father put me in the Assorset School. Uh, Ronald okay. Neff had opened up a, a school um, for the youth um, in the nineties um, in in um, in Bed Stuy. On Fra- off of Franklin, so I, I went. I went there, and when I went there, they were giant, uh, twenty foot tall paintings of a saw, like you know, with her breasts out and everything like that. Yeah, I was a little kid, like up in there, like wow, like this is what school was supposed to be like. You know what I'm saying? So right. Um, I I say all that to say that I couldn't even list all the books I was reading because my father then put so many in my face, red and blue was so instrumental in my development because they were picking up the keys. You know, they're six years older than me. So, you know, when I was 12, they was 18. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So they was dropping they was dropping gems for me, and I just picked a lot of it up and ran with it. And, um, and when I went to the films, you know, I just kept starting to see a running theme that was occurring and put the pieces together, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, y'all do a good job, man. I mean, it's very, like I said, very entertaining. And, uh, yeah, 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 that Ryan Neffer, you know, uh, I mentioned that one. You know, I see I see when he when he uh, wrote the rest of the books, he's just breaking down the first books. Yeah, you know? volume, volume two is actually, um, to simplify, volume one. Volume two is actually an easier read than volume one. Volume, volume one is a difficult book for anybody to read, I think, man. Yeah, man. I've been on that one for I can't, I can't even remember. I know teenage years because I, I wanted to get that. I wanted to get that the most just because it, you know it spoke to me. And it's like that's one of them books where you'll read a paragraph. I'd read a paragraph, yo. Nah, not even a paragraph. I might read a sentence in a paragraph and sit there and look out the window for an hour. Just <laughs> meditating on that on that one sense. Nah, it'd be profound, man. It would be profound. Hey, hey, brother. Um, I have to mention this. Um, like, cause you know, there's youth out there who probably hadn't heard of some people, but I think it's imperative for people to read. Um, um, Sheikh Anta Jope. Some people Jope. say oh, Diop. Yes, yes. Um, it's imperative you Jope. you read him. And and Riketti Amin Jones. Now, hmm. Riketti Amin Jones, just look her up because she taught a lot of master teachers how to speak the metal nature. Like, yeah, yeah, I heard about when her. It comes to Riketti Amin. Yeah, Riketti Amin Jones, uh, Riketti Amin, she's um, Dilso Benga and Riketti are our top scholars in metal nature. Hmm. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I thank you, fellas, man. Y'all go ahead and kick it, man. Uh, I'll try to make that. Uh, I'll try to make your webinar there, KT. I might that information. Yeah. I appreciate that, brother. I thank you for the support, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, Mention it one last time. We got uh, a few seconds of the live stream remaining, KT. Sure. Make sure. sure you plug, uh, uh, plug Sunday. Sunday, 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 May 3rd, Sunday, May 3rd, between 4 and 6, I'm going to do a live online visual presentation of Avengers Decoded. You know, it will have 
oodles and doodles of information in there. It's not just about breaking down the movie, but being able to give the people a good quantity of information, solid information about their culture and their cosmology that they could take with them and use it on their path. They could do further study. It's just uh, something to give people some direction. Um, And it could be entertaining as well, you know. Um, but yeah, just shoot me a message on my at my email kp dot k a m a n i at gmail. You can message me on Facebook at Hollywood Decoded or Kamani Tate, and uh, my Instagram kt the arch degree. You can Instagram me uh, that way as well. Um, any any one of those particular. Um, um, outlets, you can get in contact with me for further information, and uh, you'll get the passcode um, so that you can access the online presentation on Sunday. Not Saturday. I'm not interrupting the Clash of the Titans. I had a brother, a few brothers thought that, you know, the Sunday was uh, the second. I was like, no, no, no. I'm not interrupting. It's the day after. So after all y'all win y'all bets, you done made a snack or something like that? Like, give me $15. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I want to quickly quickly thank uh, thank you, KT, for having me, for extending your platform. And, um, oh, man. KT, family I haven't seen in forever. I mean, I, I used to be in these chats hard body. Tell them, tell them why we ain't seen you, though, Clico. Tell them why we don't see you. I'm in school, man. I've been busy. I mean, <laughs> tell you, brother, like for real. Let them know, man, that you ain't no, you ain't no Google professor, man. Yeah, man. Like these professors be kicking my, you know what? I, I'm trying to curb my language because I, I, you know, these superheroes. I really want these these little kids to be interested in this because for me, this is our way of bridging a gap from pop culture to our history. You know? Yes, that's that's how I look at it. You know, it's necessary. It's necessary. It's the vision. He's the bridge. He's the same thing. They needed him in order to defeat Ultron. He represented that. He represented the bridge. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing. Shout out to Anthony L. Bay in the chat room. Um, KT, um, I'm on on Instagram at Clico. Uh, Where you at? Okay. On on Instagram. What's your Instagram? KT the Arch Degree. KT the Arch Degree on Instagram. Yeah. That's it. Yes, I'm up on I'm up in there. I'm up in there. Word up. I'm up in there. Big shout out to L L Yeah. L L L L is on um Facebook. Um let me pull him up find out what's his his Facebook thing so I can shout him out. Yeah, he's like wrong with his phone. He's like L L O five star, I think. I don't know if it's two five star on Facebook. I forget. It's different. It yeah. Let them know. Let them know. Yeah, he's he's L O star space. Yeah, okay. I'll put that in the chat. Check him out. This brother is sharp, especially with sacred geometry and stuff like that. Uh, you guys really heard him really talk on? Man, he gave me a sneak peek on the book that he's working on? Man. Beast. Beast. We got some more hands up, though, y'all. Oh, we do. Bring them on in. All right. Thank you, caller, my brother. Peace. The show. Let's get it to 410-464. Peace. Peace, brothers. What's up? 
What's the Peace deal? Yeah, that's Joe. I'm, I'm a big Peace. comic book fan. And uh, I listen to your show, like, every, every week, man. You guys are awesome. Be more stand-up. We're doing the right thing over here. Um, question yeah. is, what do you guys think of the emphasis of them um, showing that Captain America wasn't able to wield his shield? Because I did notice in the movie that he had to use a magnetic or a comedic force to wield his shield back. And then he was using the assistance of Thor a lot too. Yeah. Interesting observation. Um, my take on that was simply in a listen, Jehudi, right? Jehudi is is the Greeks say Tehudi, and that's that's where technology comes from. That was just an advancement in technology. That was a step up. That's what that's what Tony Stark was bragging about, making them look cool. You know what I'm saying? That was mm-hmm. a step up in the technology, and the fact that he was. If you notice, that shield was everywhere, all over the screen. That's because yeah. that shield yeah. also represents Ra, and Ra is everywhere. The sun is touching everybody. Yeah, omnipresent. Yeah, omnipresent. Another question. They did emphasize on you, Ulysses Claw being branded by... Uh, the black yeah, Panther. Wakanda. That's yeah, right. Also, also, when he chopped off his his hand, after he chopped off his hand, and they and they uh, got to the, the um, I forgot vibranium. The yeah, the vibranium. He said, "Um, on this rock, I will build my church." Church. Right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He made rock, several. On he rock. Made several. That's Peter. That's Peter again. That's, that's the whole Quicksilver. Yeah, Patah and Quicksilver's energy right there. So can you give me emphasis on the, on the purple? Yeah. Yeah, can you give me emphasis on, on, I know the brand was because he was a thief, but um, as far as um, um, African culture, is that an actual brand? Well, I tell you this. Well, I, you was you about to say something? No, no, I was just asking about the brand. Okay, yeah. Well, to me, it it reminded me of a spider. It reminded me of a Nazi. That's the mm-hmm. first thing that came to my mind when I looked at it, you know, because a Nazi, you know, represents the trickster. You know what I mean? He was able to go up the, the spider's web up to Nyame, the sky god, because that's who, that's who Ultron was representing. He was representing the sky god, you know, and he goes up to the sky god to get all of the stories. You know, and he was able to make it out of there without getting killed, and that's what Anansi's known for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kwaku Anansi, Kwaku Anansi. I think Kwaku is what I forget what day that is. That's I, like I going on Wednesday. a. Is it Wednesday? Wednesday? It might I'm be Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, because Tuesday would be thought would be um, you know, the Iron Man Ogun energy, the Elder energy. And Thor, that's kind of confusing because even though he's Thor, and that's Thor's day being being Thursday, at the same time him being Heru the Elder, he would be connected to Tuesday. But he kept, oh, he, he did, he kept arguing. His beef through the whole movie was with Tuesday. It was with Iron oh, Man. Wow, he choked wow, him out mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. he choked out so, so Iron so Man. He was snapping on him the whole time. So, Yo, so the argument you, with the Tuesday and Wednesday. That's why everything kicked off here in Bmo on a Tuesday, and one of the one of the brothers, 
the pills got locked up in New York on a Wednesday. Tuesday is war. Tuesday represents war and and blood. Um, I'm 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 Tuesday. You know, um, that I would be uh, my my name would be um in a con is is Bena. You know, it it, it represents um casting hot metal. You know, the blood. Um, it's known as divine hate. You know, divine hate is the immune system. It's like hating but getting the permission to hate, and the hate is 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 uh, divine because it's it's in honor of the order of the balance. It's that segment energy, you know, um, the destroyer, you know. So the iron, the hot iron casting, uh, the Mars and Aries and all that type of stuff. So that's that's what the Tuesday energy represents, you know. Thursday. Thursday is is more of power and expansive because it's connected to Jupiter, you know, a Thor, a Zeus. While Wednesday is communications, uh, a Kua, and and that yeah. deals with the the messenger. Thanks, brother. Oh yeah, of course. Good job. Thank Keep you. it up. Mm-hmm. Peace. Yes, indeed. Peace, my brother. All right. Let's go to the. Two five one six six one. Call up from the two five one. Peace, peace, peace. Solo, KT. This is DJ Full Moon, first time caller. Ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I get in. I don't know when, man. I run a studio <laughs> and I, I had to uh, go in a session, so I don't know how much I'm missing. You know. Uh, what? I gave you a shout out earlier. I don't know. If yeah, you yeah. Heard you it. said DJ Torres, but it's all. That's my birthday. It's my birthday. <laughs> but uh. Uh, you, you said today's your birthday? Yes, sir. May 1st. Uh, oh, wow. Happy, happy solar oh, return, man. brother. See, appreciate it. I appreciate it. Today's all bomb, man. <laughs> Peace. Man, respect, man, respect. But I uh, appreciate uh, Red and uh, Blue for connecting connect me with Mama Pill, man. That, that, that saved my life, man. Oh, yep. man. That's what's, what's up, brother. <laughs> But I've yeah, been getting uh, a few calls like that, man. Shout out to my yeah, man. man. She, I, re- I was already on my fast, so, you know, that just helped out. Work, uh, man. Yeah. But did you touch on when they, uh, KT, did you touch on his, his shit? Uh, I think uh, Iron Man's Vision, uh, Captain America shielded, broken half? Oh, in the in the Vision? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah the, break, the breaking of the shield. Well... My my take on that because I when I first saw the trail I thought that that was actually gonna go down and and remember his vibranium isn't the true vibranium he he that's the feel melanin right right that's the feel melanin and when you're getting into the cosmic battle when you're about to deal with Thanos and everything like that you can't be rocking with with the feel melanin you got to have that you melanin right right and because uh, it's, uh, it's not not gonna stand up. And Horace, asked, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, Horace asked Captain America, he said, uh, I can't afford to stay in Brooklyn. Then he uh, asked Captain that at the beginning. Right. Uh, he asked him uh, about um, what's that. He told me um, when Falcon said that to um, him. Yeah, yeah Falcon I w- said I it to Captain America. Is I want to say that the shield shield goes back to, um, like, um, Sheriff. And um, so that goes back to jurisprudence. Um, remember, Jehudi. Um, he's the he's the Lord or the the Neb of, of jurisprudence also. So they were showing you that Jewish jurisprudence was broken. 
broken. Um, the law was when broken. When they did that. Yeah. And uh, Hope asked uh, Black Widow, well, he told her, he said, I'm going to go to the island. And so, you know, our, our Avenger turned brown or gray. And the winners in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you caught that too. Yeah, I, I was in a taking notes. Yeah. Uh, and I like, why would, why would he say? Why would he even say turn brown instead of green when they know good and well they don't turn brown? Why would he even say that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good observation, brothers. And uh, yeah. with me doing the music, we just had an artist that just transitioned. The uh, last one's big, which had a diamond in his eye, and uh, I think. This past week uh, in Baltimore, they showed uh, like a, a eye in the clouds, and mm-hmm. I, I was just you know kind of uh, getting into that. Like we know about the fairy realm, but what about the giant realm? You know, uh, and remember, uh, Vision had the diamond in his, uh, you know, the the, the, the uh, pineal gland. You know, that's right, the Ajna. That's right, the mind, the mind stone. I mm-hmm. mean, that's the philosopher's stone. That's the whole reason why you go through the alchem the alchemical process. They call it the great work is to yield the philosopher's stone. And they were going through the different processes through the movie, the different layers, the different levels, calcination. Um, um, you know, it, there's there's like 14 of them, you know, in order for you to end up yielding that particular stone. And, um, and that's what ended up getting yielded, you know, in it. Because they even told you that, the the casing was was inorganic, you know what I mean? It was it was an artificial computer just to hold the energy, right? Well, but once they went through the process, uh, it was released. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, did you catch the Easter egg at the end? Oh yeah! Come on now. Yeah. And uh, every time you seen uh, Ultron is, is uh, Iron Man form, he was missing his left arm, and I know with uh, whenever you see uh, King Tutankhamen or any of the uh, uh, comedic statues They always have Statues They miss it <laughs> yeah, So he's missing a heart Dealing with Pinocchio You know uh, He ain't had no heart And he wanted to be human You know Right Exactly He wanted to be a real boy uh, He wanted to be a real boy uh, Yeah well, that, that's all. I'm still taking a notes blue fairy. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, Tuning in to the uh, To the live lecture And I just want to say Thank y'all man I nah, Thank, thank y'all you enough, brother man. Uh, Thank uh, you. Uh, send me one of those, uh, uh, the horse, the hero shirts, uh, red, uh, blue. I'm waiting on you. Uh, uh, yes, peace, yeah, he heard you. All right, peace. Yes, sir. Thank you, my brother. Peace. Truly, though. Thank you, brother. Peace. All right, let's go to caller from the 347-200. Peace, caller. Yo, peace, y'all. What up? It's Bashar. Peace, 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 brother. How you doing? Good, good, good. Yeah, sorry, I missed a little bit of the show, too. Getting my little man to sleep. He's trying to put me through the business tonight. But, um, yeah, the character that Idris Alba played, the um, Guardian, the Asgard, his character wasn't that developed in this new movie? Say, say that it, his character was what? Was it not that developed in this new movie? I didn't get to see it yet. Oh well, nah. He played. He wasn't like in it through the whole thing. It was more of a cameo. But his 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 role in the movie was pretty much the most powerful role in the film. To be honest, they gave yeah. all the power. They gave. They gave. Let me tell you, this is what's so deep. There was there was three black roles in this movie, and they were very very important. 
First of all, you had the War Machine character played by Don Cheadle. Plus, everybody was melanated. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't no mistake, and they wanted to make sure they were driving home certain points in regards to us. The the, the first individual is is the War, War Machine played by Don Cheadle, where when they were at the party, party he was trying to drive home his story. When he would talk to uh, Thor and Iron Man, they they didn't really feel his story was impressive because he was telling it. But see, when they tell his story, then it's a riot. So what he had to do was dumb his yeah. dumb himself down and deal with a different group of people for his story to be entertaining. And even after that moment, he kept saying, oh, this would make a good story, story this and story that, because we're talking about a mythology or an allegory. That's what it's all about. It's about the story. Um, the other character was the Falcon. Wait, what's that? Brother? Brother? Sorry. I'm oh. And you say that was the story for War Machine. Yeah, that was the war. That was what War Machine was talking about. That was the Don Cheadle character. Huh? I mean, what you're saying in terms of um, how his story not being heard, First thing that started resonating is what's going right, on. I'm sorry. You got to forgive me. Where it was like, it didn't really seem like, you know, our story is really valid until. Right, until they like, say it. Yeah, yeah, and it's a war. There you go. You got to apologize, man. I just, be ro- I just be rolling sometimes, and I don't. No, no, it's good. I'm saying Clico, Clico got me there. That's, that's why I love having him around because he's so efficient. You know what I'm saying? He'll give you one side, and then his second side be, you know, the great explanation so that he can carry you, you know, across the waters properly. Me, I take you out into the middle of the ocean, and then I, like, keep going, and you beat it. (laughs) I'd be like, come on, man, let's swim. Swim with me, you know what I'm saying? But, nah, that's that's the point I'm trying to make, the fact that that when they tell our story, it's accepted and it's powerful. They're gods, but then when we tell our story – you know, it's like us tr- just trying to get a cheap joke or a cheap laugh out of it, and it's more than that. You know what mm. I'm saying? It's our story. Mm. Um, the, the second individual was the Falcons character played by Anthony Mackie. When he was with Iron Man, his was a little bit more profound. You know what I'm saying? His was a little bit stronger. You know, his thing was talking about gentrification because he was mm. talking to the messenger. You know, in that scene, Captain America wasn't just Captain America. He represented the message. So he was talking about if I could even find a place in Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? Like talking mm-hmm. about the fact of it being gentrified or just gentrification going around in the country, period. So we're talking about story. Now we're talking about land, not even be able to afford our own land. We can't tell mm-hmm. the story. We can't even own the land. So then the other individual was Idris Elba, and Idris Elba gave the vision, and he gave the vision by talking about the unification of the principles between the masculine and the feminine energy, you know, giving birth. Like, we got to be Ptah. Ptah standing there erect strong on the principles of my eye, as the brother talked about. With me, I was talking about Heru Kuti um, being the, the two horizons, the, 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 the meeting of the two forces, whatever the two energies are. When you deal with a hermaphrodite, you're talking about two sexual organs. When you're talking about the two horizons, you're talking about the two suns. When you're talking about singularity, you're talking about man and the machine, but really what it's talking about is a masculine energy and a feminine energy coming together united as one. That's the only way that needs to be our vision. Now, let's not forget the man was wearing red, yellow, and green mm. with vibranium as, as his substance. 
which is the blackness. So, you know, I, I don't know how much home, more more home that can drive it, you know, right there in regards to, you know, the message. But um, I'm glad you brought that point up because I didn't even bring that up during the conversation. But that that's the blatant role that we was playing in the movie in regards to ourselves when we got a chance to speak. And the movie ended with the new with the new Avengers and who was the last person they showed in red. Mm. And it's crazy with you saying all of that because out of those three characters, correct me if I'm wrong, but Heimdall or however his character, the um, character that Idris Elba plays, is the actual only like real god out of those. And the other oh, yeah. represent like the Heru energy on Earth and man. Whether you talk about the Falcon energy or even the Herukuti through the war machine. Okay, doing my own research because, um, you know, when early in the conversation, y'all was talking about folks as eunuchs. And, you know, through our history, like you say, our folks, whether they were the servant class or even like a guardian class with eunuchs, whether you talk about especially with um, our folks that were, say, transplanted or enslaved in um, Arabia with like the, um, what's the story, Thousand Arabian Nights, you know, they constantly our folks, they castrate and our folks throughout that whole stories, you know, with Aladdin and all of that stuff. And right. um, my first thing I was thinking was that somehow Idris Alba's character might have played a eunuch, kind of flowing on that. But I was like, as I started doing the research and realized that he was the actual god, he's actually uh, representing more of like a Heru-type character because he's actually not in the Norse mythology, it seems like, uh, but he's based on someone in the Norse mythology, but he's actually a character created in, like, the whole Marvel universe. And as I'm doing right. research on him, it says at some point he comes to Earth with a, a dwarf god, like a best character named Kamor, K-A-M-O-R-R, you know, Kamor, right. the, great, the great black, you know, Kamor. And then right. another time he saves, um, what's his name, Thor, from, I guess he was enchanted or some sort of, he was under a spell or something, and like the whole comics, by another sister, her name is Amora. Nice. And even at some point in the comic, um, the character that Idris Alba plays, he also does battle with Seth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, I mean, that's a whole series where they actually have Osiris, they have Isis, they got Heru set Tahuti, and um, Odin gets possessed by Ra. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was so in the seventies. Like, that was in the seventies. Yeah, the late seventies. So character is like really profound in terms of him being like omnipotent, omniscient. Because the way they might show him, people might think he's actually blind. Nah. But him having his physical eyes cut down, he's actually all seeing, all knowing. You know, the side, the sort of um, characteristics that people may put to like so-called God, where they say, you know. I'm here at all places. I can see everything in terms of the omniscience. I mean, he's in all gold. Homeboy wears an all gold suit, and he has the horns. And even though the red sun isn't in the center, it's it's superimposed. You know what I'm saying? It's like a negative. But he's representing the all-seeing eye. He's uh, hmm. look up the Orisha Arunmila, O-R-U-N-M-I-L-A. That's uh, that's that yeah. represents the 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 three part of the Obatala, Duduwa, and Orunmila, and he represents the the omni omniscience, 
being able to be all-knowing. That's why he can sit there, right there by that pineal gland on the tip of the rainbow bridge. Yeah, and he can see yeah. and hear anything and everything going on in the universe. Yeah, because he's, like you say, he's gold, so that that's the um, serotonin, you know, yeah. and so- solar energy, you know. So he, he's yeah, in the highest form on that rainbow. He's the highest frequency. Yeah, like right. he don't even Thor don't even have gold. He and and actually Thor has a connection to Hathor because he he's feminine too. That's why he has the long golden hair. He's he's real tough when he's fighting, but when he ain't fighting, he has these real sensitive moments all the time. And then when you look at his costume, he got those circles on his chest that that remind you of Utter. Breath. Because when I used to oh, yeah, press, when I used to look when I used to look at the comics all the time, I used to always. That's why I didn't really read Thor like that. Because I was like, yo, he looks like a girl to me. Mm. But you know, now that I know why, it's because he had you know he's called Thor. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. there's definitely a relationship there. But yeah, um, Himdal is Ra in Kemet, and he is Arunmila in the Orishas. You know, and between those two energies, you know, if you do the research, you could find out what else that translates to, you know, into, into the other mythologies. But, you know, he represents the all-knowing. And it's interesting also with him being the guardian of the Rainbow Bridge. And the rainbow, of course, is the prism of white light, of, you know, the light that we actually see when it splits out yeah. the colors and even how that forms into, of course, into like the seven chakras in terms exactly. of how they all come together to represent with our consciousness, and he's the guardian of that light. And then, as you said already, with being a form of Ra. And, um, yeah, it's, hmm, I hope they bring this character back. But well, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, ain't, he ain't going nowhere. He, yeah. he ain't going nowhere. And, yeah. and the mean, place that he guards is called Asgard. Hmm. You know, they call it Asgard, but it's just Asgard, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but he is that that more that that him like the actual representation, and then they have him as Idris Alba, you know, this big yeah, strong, which is African. He's a brother. he's exactly. a con, right? Mm. He's he's Idris actually Alba. a con mm. and wow. initiated. If you look wow. at his name, he's a con and he's he's initiated. Like his parents is African, you know what I mean? Even uh, though he came uh, up uh. he came up in Europe, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Well, thank you, y'all. Yeah, thank you, y'all. Thank that's you. Thank right you. Now. Yeah, that's That's the build right there. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. Thank you, my brother. You already know. All right. You got the eight six zero two one two caller eight six zero. My dude was with to hoodie. That thing's crazy. That. <laughs> oh damn. Uh, hey, Phil. Can you hear me? What's up? Yeah, man. Um, well, funny thing. Um, both of y'all there. Red, red pen, blue pen. Y'all there, right? Red just stepped out real quick. I'm here, blue. Hey, oh, oh, you, oh, you back? Cause I just saw what happened to you. I didn't know. Um, it took you in. I was back in a few hours. I don't stay in those situations. That's not where I belong. I just went to, I went to the underworld. You know, I went to a mentor to experience some things. I was on a spiritual journey. Okay, well, you, you're that's here. Bad. That's all. You're here. That's all I'm asking. Well, one thing I'd like to throw a question to you guys to rather than mine. Isn't it very 
um, not strange, but ironic that these things with Ferguson, New York, and Baltimore, I wonder if there's some little, a chain link between these. I don't got a map with me, but to find, you know, these things was going on, going on with what they are conducting with their police action and, you know, bring in these little military, which has always been militarized, but bring in heavily on these specific cities. Like, I don't know if it's like a triangle effect. Like I said, it might be a city near you. So I'm not sure. The question I'm trying to ask is, is there a certain chain following that I said I could probably predict when the next outbreak by what is seen? So you so your question is is there a way to to prophesize where the next uprising may occur? Well, it's more prophesize, but it's, there is a chain with a, a surrounding, like you know, at times because it's three areas. Most of these are industrial cities: New York, Baltimore, and I believe Ferguson, depending on which part of Ferguson. I'm not really familiar with Ferguson, but events. Have yes, these events that happen. You know, so that's my question. I don't know if I can predict any events or any place can be predicted. My anything can predict it, but, you know, that's my response. I think, okay. yeah, like Wesley said on Tuesday, any city USA, coming to a town near you, <laughs> you know? So I, I'll just leave it at that, you know? Mm-hmm. Where the next uh, skirmish is going to be, I don't really think that we can uh, predict that. I wouldn't want to predict it necessarily. I think that mm-hmm. we have to focus on where things are taking place and put our energy towards remedying those situations. You know, what's what took place in South Carolina? Is anybody on top of that? What's taking place in Oklahoma? You know, with the other the forty four year old brother that got hit by the uh, by the by the um by the rent cop, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's going on with Walter Scott? You know, so it's just too many. We we like the brother said, we can't get into tornado chasing with these incidents. You know what I'm saying? There's something taking place right near where you are. What's going on with Tamir Rice? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's just things that require our immediate attention, and we can't be um, fascinated by the outbreak of events or things. Because guarantee, I mean, there's people dying every day. It's just not being reported. Like I said, <clears throat> I was told um, by uh, uh, one of our comrades, I'm not going to mention his name, that a member of our distinguished KTL University family, his brother was killed in Baltimore uh, a few days ago by the police. And he said it was meant to identify the body. There was over 60 bodies in the mall, all right, killed by police. So, there's a murder spree going on right now that's not being reported, and they're using mm-hmm. it as cover. You know what I'm saying? They're using the media as a distraction. They're not being told what's taking place. They're slaughtering people, all right? And it's not only taking place just in Baltimore. It's going on around the country. So wherever you at, it's just going to be there soon. You know what I'm saying? And if it's not, it'll be somewhere, you know, localized near there. So figure out a plan of action, you know, saying what you're going to do. Because it could come right to your doorstep and, you you know, if you don't got a plan on what you're going to do, you know what I'm saying? And it happens fast. 
you know? So Well, you know, at times what things going on is not either you know, control or or control, but at times, you know, at times it it is bring uh bring that times, you know. The youth are showing some resistance, not much, but there is that's like I said on report. But like I said, any plant action, you know, must take in in silence and stealth, you know. It can't be taken much abroad. So, you know, that's the only reason I brought that question up there. Or that comment. I think you know well, so, thank you for your question as always. I have my brother. Yeah, so you know. But keep a while. I just keep an eye out, but you know. But it's enough money too much serious. All right. There you go. All right. Okay, fellas, that concludes the hands up, the callers that we have for this evening. I want to salute all three of you for the monumental work that you, uh, you know, have done here on this program. And, um, you know, you exemplified the entire theme of what this movie is about, and that's unifying the superheroes, you know, to demonstrate. You know what I'm saying? Avengers assemble and demonstrate. And um I wanna end this episode off. I wanna let Hulk smash. I'm gonna play this uh this uh this this piece that I put together. You feel me? So uh yeah. With your brother's permission, I'll get straight into that. If there's anything that you wanna say to end it off though, I will afford you that opportunity as well and to do your thing. I just want to take a moment and uh, say thank you to LL0525Star for taking out his time and and being part of this um, and giving his divine insight. And, of course, uh, Brother Cuico uh, for being involved in this uh, thing as well, grand undertaking. And um, I'm glad that uh, the brothers were with me because I knew they'd be able to complement the vision that I had and uh it was it was amazing so i want to say thank you to both you brothers and uh thank you to my brothers red and blue for the platform and the opportunity and for all the listeners out there um that decided to give their time which is the most valuable commodity um to be part of uh, what i had to offer so i just want to say thank you to all thank you bro Indeed. I just got a text from my brother, um, Mel, if you press one on your phone, I don't see your hand up in the call queue. All right, make sure that your your phone is pressed with the one. All right, I don't I don't see the hand up. Mm. Okay. Yes, Cleco. Yeah. What happened? No, I don't know if you had any any last parting words. Oh, um, I'm. I say to close out. I just want to reiterate that um, movies. When we decode movies, we are like taking a plane that 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 went down, and we we reverse engineering it to show you the technology that went into making it. So we're giving it, like, back to the people, um, our story, how we see it, and um, 
how you probably see it too if you look into it, and you might even see more than what we see and add on to it. You know, that's it. And thank you guys for extending the platform once again. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Let me um open up. I see the line here. I'm going to open up my brother's line real quick. My brother from B-More. All right. DJ Mel Torch, call it from the 443. Peace. Hey, what's up, Blue Pill, Real Pill? Peace, my brother. Peace, peace brother. Hey, can y'all hear me good? Yes, we can hear you, brother. Okay, cool, cool, man. All right, finally got through. How y'all doing, man? Doing well. How are well. you? Uh, we holding it down down here, man. We'll keep it real brief. I don't know how long we got. I just want to check in, you know, for Baltimore, for the people. We got some people tuned in listening. Um, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on on TV. And what we're seeing on CNN, CNN is not an accurate report of what's going down in the town. Um, I mean, basically, it's like you can separate the people who's doing the, the looting from the people who's doing the talking and, you know, protesting correctly. You know, there's a lot of a lot of out-of-towners in here and around the area. A lot of people telling me, it's like you're seeing people, they're not even from Baltimore around. You can tell by the way they dress and the way they talk. And, you know what I mean, it's just like people are really coming together and doing something positive. And that's really what Baltimore wants the world to know, that we're doing something positive. That's right. You know what I mean? Assembling. Right yes. to an assembly. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, you know, like I said, I'll keep this real brief. Like I said, you know, we're, we're trying to trying to thrive, not survive. We're beyond that surviving mess. You know, you can look in people's eyes. And, like, I've been here, you know, pretty much all my life, and I've never seen people move like they where they usually move. I thought it was going to be a bunch of baloney the way stuff usually go, but people is very serious. They're, da- they're down to do what they need to do. You know what I mean? Like Elijah said, man, it's an angel in every corner right now, for real. You know? Oh, no, we here. You know? But um, I just want to say, you know, one last thing. You know, definitely the music thing is still moving down here, and the things we talked about, the stuff that's all in the works, you know, we we were working with some people. I met a young man today, and we were talking about their, you know, the rebuilding of the town, you know, mentally, economically, and mentally, and everything, you know. And um, I'm, we've been uh, very fortunate to be asked to, I guess you can call it, document some of these things. So this is a very exciting time, man. Yeah, man, we need you doing that. You know, document all of those things, get these interviews, man, and. You know, before Spike Lee sweeps up in town and tries to do it himself, you know, make sure that the city is the one that gets to tell their own story in real time. You know, now is the time, and there's no middleman. Direct the customer, you can get it right to the people. So we want to salute everybody out there on the front line. You know, we we here pressing the line as well, making sure that this message is heard globally, you know what I'm saying, and... Any camera that's on, we getting in front of it. I've been totally inspired by my Be More veteran about how to take over camera time. You know what I'm saying? CNN rolling, we bum rushing. You know, <laughs> speaking to the world right through that lens. Fox News is in the building. We chasing Geraldo down the block. You know what I'm saying? I'm tailing it up out of here. So, you know, I've been 
thoroughly inspired by what I see. I'm not even, you know, tripping about whether it's false flag or psyops. When you turn your TV on, it's psyops. Sending your children to school is psyops. Opening your fridge is psyops. Your supermarket is psyops. You know what I'm saying? Coming outside is psyops. They spraying chemtrails. Turning on your radio is psyops. What ain't psyops? So, you know, for the inspiration that I have been able to receive, you know, what I have seen young people do, the intelligence that I that I am hearing coming out about people's mouth, and that's what it took for me to see that and for that to be exposed to the world. And I think that, you know, we benefit. You feel me? Because the well was pretty dry prior to that. You know, all these smart niggas with all this smart technology, they still can't get their message out. You feel me? So I, I, I respect what I've seen thus far. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, you, you guys are exemplary, you know, exemplifying the spirit of the communicator, of the messenger, Jehudi Force. You know what I'm saying? There's so many messages being communicated through the demonstration and not, you know, the burning of buildings or the looting of stores. I'm talking about the, the upright stature of the melanated man, the upright stature of the melanated woman. You know, the fact that we're seeing power brokers on TV and their couples, their families, they have they come from uh, lineages of, of, of people that, you know, have put in work in that city. So we want to salute all of that. Yes, sir. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. And, we, and the town appreciates your work. You know, definitely, definitely. You know, it's just like we've been listening to you for years. Like my, my crew been listening to you for years. And, like, you know, I'm happy to bring more people in to tune in because you guys generally looking out for the people. Yeah, man. You know, we're going to get down there and make it happen. You know what I'm saying? It will happen. We don't know exactly when, but it will happen. All right? All right, man. Salute, All right, man. Peace and blessings, Peace and blessings brother. Sure. Peace. Peace. Yes, indeed, family, and as promised, I want to leave us on this note. You know, we are entertaining this Avengers energy, so what better way than to end this conversation with this breakout joint, Hulk Smash? Alright, peace to my dude M Rex who did my master in the mixing. Shout out to my brother Wally where I recorded this at. You know what I'm saying? Video coming soon, Eric. The incredible Hulk theme music. I used to fight fucking dream to it. Roaming on a highway of life like Bruce Banner. On my way to Atlanta like David Banner. Two scanners on the dashboard avoiding. Romans on the highway, the task force who commence to ask for license or registration then investigations escalating then calling the canine or speculation then search dog make cool cats take shirts off sweating fountain, pressure mountain and you could be narcotics free you just knew the war on poverty created targets out of anyone involved in black market economics through policy. The long arm of the law got us all in the federal yoke. Word to McGee, you won't beat me when I'm angry. I remember the theme music of the Incredible Hulk. Had us feeling like 
We can only take so much before we break these cups and start breaking stuff like Lou Ferrigno. These booster kids go wherever the meows took us, taking stuff. Freestyles took us from streets to corporate suites by any means. We gotta make these bucks. I remember days on the ad playing laser tag. Ain't shoot. Seeing them willies in the rain, in the coop. That's when the thought solidified in the minds of these little guys. If I'ma make it to a milli, <laughs> I got to take the same route. So niggas from the rotten, from Gotham, ventured down bottom in the freshest of cotton, pressed up linen. It was like a continuation of the Civil War. Same route. Same troops going aloof. Here go the watch. Here go the car. Kicking in doors, go in your house. Get on floors, go in your couch. Open up your mouth. Put these texts up in them. You can't protect your women, shit. Roll with your spouse, put this flesh up in them. The North invaded the South, nigga. Created ripples in time. Shit so sublime. The field niggas was the dealers in nickels and dimes. House niggas push weight. We overlooking the fact that the Holocaust attributed to crack took place. And casualties of war still roaming abroad on battlefields, not knowing that they're the walking dead. They said in love and war, all's fair. So we went all out with biological warfare. Now we all stare at the impaired, mutated babies, born from the wombs of them ladies who smoked crack in the 80s, in the 90s, in the new millennium. The effects from nuclear fallout dispersed from few to many. So we all affected by the gammas like Bruce Banner, hulking for the green. Put emotion a regime, a team focus on a dream. Pockets get to bursting at the seam, bulging with that cream. You know the acronym. <laughs> What's happening? Niggas from the rotten, from Gotham, ventured down bottom in the freshest of cotton. Pressed up linen, early days of trapping, made them slaves to fashion. Shit so sublime, a ripple in time, a reversal of sorts. New York exports across the Mason-Dixon, crack, burners. We was accessories to mass murder. So who are we to play the victims? The Incredible Hulk theme music. I used to fight, fuck, and dream to it. Roaming on the highways of life like Bruce Banner. On my way to Atlanta like David Banner. Two scanners on a dashboard, avoiding. Romans on a pike, the task force. Find a small town and tie it down. What more can you ask for?